Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to Door Bumper Clear presented by OfferPad. I'm Freddie Kraft, and today's Super Bowl champion and new NASCAR fan Bernard Pollard joins us. Plus, we talk Cole Custer winning in a wild finish. Brad Keselowski turning Jimmy Johnson, and Noah Gragson right hook and Harrison Burton. Let's roll. I'm TJ Majors. This is Brent Griffin. Hey, me too now. This is Freddie Kraft. Get ready. Be ready. Be ready. Hey, give me what you got here. New leader. I'll watch out for this guy. White flag. Recognize. Go low. Go low. Clear. Bring home. Three wide. Coming to the line. Door. Bumper. Clear. Hey everybody, I'm TJ Majors, uh, spotter of the 22 Cup car, did the 99 truck, solid P2, and uh, and just making it on time today. Hey, what's up, Brett Griffin, spotter Clint Boyer. I've got breaking news, everybody listen up. Uh, we are officially looking for a new producer. Uh, Jason Schultz is soon to be relieved of his duties. We had a bourbon gift box sent to us. And Jason managed to lose it, only to finally find it today. And, and, and somehow or another, it ended up on this big-ass table that we got here at Door Bumper Clear. So to all you listeners out there, if you have – actually, you don't need, need experience producing because Jason didn't have any either when he got here. So, <laughs> yes, they did. Uh, we're looking for a producer, guys. I mean, what's up, Freddie Kraft here, Spotter Bubba Wallace, Derek Krause. What I want to know is we've got – so we've got – I don't know what the hell that is. It's I guess that's part of the package that got lost. Looks like my dog ate it. Yeah, the guy's saying this is 2019 um, E.H. Taylor, which is, oh, by the way, my favorite bourbon made by Buffalo Trace. It's barrel-proof, 129.7. What do we What do we think happened to whatever was attached to that cork? Because we've got a little mini bottle of Blanton's. Yep. I don't know. what is that E.H. Taylor? So here's the thing about Blanton's. They spell out – the word Blanton with these particular horses, right? So if you take the horse, the first one is the horse coming out of the gate, like and the horse runs as this, you get each letter of the collection. So this is actually a different bourbon. This is E.H. E. Taylor. Taylor. Yeah, so you got Blanton's here and E.H. Taylor here. So, and where, okay. where do you think the Wait, bottle? In, in Jason's defense. Jason no doesn't defense. have defense. No defense for Jason. I'm the jury, the prosecutor. Aren't you glad I at least found general. it? Death penalty. He, you also complained because the – the show sheet wasn't stapled. So, so you're was, a little bit was high me. maintenance that was, that was for all of our tastes. <laughs> so whoever is wanting to be a producer, honestly, you guys should give Jason props because they have to deal with all of them. Every high maintenance host. 
Whatever. Like, so high maintenance. You complained because they weren't stapled. Seriously. Okay, so you have to and be he here to have this rant. Well, I might lose them now. I might get out of order, and then Jason will be yelling at me because we're out of... Oh, look at this DBC Picks page. That looks good. See, this is the uh, Owen. <laughs> See, this is the Owen Blanton where the guy's, I guess, whipping the horse. I took me an hour to figure out that's an O. TJ, I can't see good anymore up close. Can you, you see need the o Where's your reading glasses? Where your finger is? It's down here. Oh, yeah, I see it. Yeah, see the O? You need your reading glasses. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wonder if Clint gets hooked. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Casey, ah. Casey, well, how are you? What's up, Casey? I am great. How are you guys? How She's so angry already. You can hear in her voice. Casey, how was your shower? <laughs> I'm not angry. How was your shower? Uh, it was nice. Is it weird showering with so many people? You know what my favorite part about Kentucky was? <laughs> Leaving. Well, I was going to say, well, I mean, you barely had any time there. What, what there. are you talking about? You were there for six hours. I was there for six hours, and it was – I swear, if TJ says that was a good race, I'm going to tweet his phone number out. <laughs> you TJ, know, was uh, that a good race? Oh, uh, no. It was terrible. <laughs> it really was terrible. I'm TJ, a- was that a good tire? What? Uh, no, you could. There's, they're there's, still running on today. There's nothing good about that race yesterday except for the finish. And TJ's the finish- had a good package at Kentucky. <laughs> TJ, is Kentucky a good racetrack? <laughs> I don't know. TJ, the, do you ever want to go back to Kentucky? The package could be fun there, but you need to have <laughs> – listen, if you have tire fall off, it could be good. I ran my fastest lap yeah, of the race on, like, like, lap 250 of the race, and yeah. I had 47 <laughs> laps on yeah, my tires. Exactly. So there was no there was no tire strategy at all. Like, zero – that might have been the least amount of tire strategy that – you can't get a more exciting finish, but set that finish aside. You can't yeah. get. A, let, let me tell you something, and I hate to say it this. wasn't tires. That I, won I that really race. do hate to say this because, and I shouldn't say this, but I'm gonna say it anyway. The oh, only God. people that won yesterday are the people that didn't pay to watch that. Thank God nobody had to pay to come and sit and watch that. Yeah, because I mean that whole race, 264 laps. Of, ah, that second last 267 for two, the rest of two, us. Two, yeah, 260 maybe 255 was awful like it was terrible the most exciting part was turn one and two on restarts and after that it was i wasn't even sure freddie was in the race i didn't see you all day yesterday yeah i was busy i we were uh just kind of keeping an eye on everybody in the back making sure that uh, nobody (laughs) got away from us we passed him once yeah i mean we we did not have a good day yesterday but i mean eventually that was gonna happen brett blew by me one time because the 15 had the handbrake on the second in the in the grip try in the grip 15 yeah so I'm looking down at this timing and scoring, and I'm like, okay, you, you know, you expect guys to kind of to kind of give a little. We're uh, he is. Uh, let's see here, lap 196. We're on 201, so he's five laps down, oh. and head of the only other car in his lap. He's five lucky dogs away from a chance to win. He's got that thing. Why do you? Why are you right in the groove, like on exit, like and, and not moving one bit? Like I get it, you have your own race to run. But at a track like that, when you know, when everybody, we are fighting, I mean, you're fighting hard for one spot, and you that guy gets to caught up a littlest bit, you don't, you race so hard to get that, you don't deserve that. If you if you get loose and slip up and somebody gets around, you'd earn, you deserve that. You don't deserve to get bowled out of the way, you know, like, just parked. Like, I get it if you're racing a guy trying to get a lap back, but once you get about three, four down, the odds of you making that back up, are probably not going to happen. We, you know, so. we, there was multiple times yesterday, even as bad as we were, you know, you're still lapping them 51, 53, all them guys, multiple yeah. times a lap, it seems like. But, you know, 
obviously the top was the preferred groove or that middle, so you wanted to be there. So now you've got to run on the guy down the front stretch, and he's kind of running in the middle. And no, numerous times this happened yesterday, Bubba would get around the guy and pull, and we'd run the wall. Like, all right, yeah. here, this is where we want to go. And they'd pull up in front of us, and you're like, yeah. get out of the groove, my God. Joey started forcing to the outside of the 51 or 53. 51 one of the, was one, one of the ones five. That, yeah. He started swerving up on the front stretch, and that guy, I guess he was watching him. He'd swerve down low. But, like, uh, the bottom was, wasn't – fastest but it wasn't terrible it wasn't like you were going to wreck if you were down there yeah so i'm going to assume we all got access to the same information so bob pockris i think was the guy who broke that the track decided to to just go out there and spray four feet of the racetrack with this compound on their own right so i get this this picture from from our brainiacs on our team and it is the original treatment in blue and it shows how much they sprayed, and then it's the, another uh, overlay of red of how much you know new stuff they sprayed. Um, and it was basically four-ish feet of spray. But that four-ish feet of spray had 17% more grip than the rest of the racetrack. Race so where the hell do they think we're going to run? Well, th- well, they did drag the tire dragons on the bottom. That helped a lot. Where, where do they honestly think we're going to run? We're going to run in that four feet of grip that's got 17% more grip, which means we're all going to ride around in line in a parade at 180 miles an hour, wide open. I felt like you, – did you do – you didn't do any of the Xfinity races, right? I felt like my – oh, my guy, he's never been there before, so I don't know how to, how to take his information. But he felt like it was starting to wear out in the truck race. He's like that, that bottom's changing colors to where it's getting closer to the color of the racetrack versus the color of the rest of the grip. Yeah. And then we come back Sunday morning and it's all – as black as dark as it can be again i'm like wow i told joey saturday night it was wearing out who manages this racetrack who lets you start a race on thursday night with a racetrack that dirty they owe jrm a freaking race car and gibbs and gibbs a race car did you see the guy almost spin out in the trioval simply because he was in the trioval yeah out of the groove because it was a gravel parking lot i thought when they drove down into turn one i thought i was watching the truck race at eldora they got ups or amazon or whoever's paying all that rent to put all them trailers out there they could have used some of that money to wash the freaking racetrack yeah so i guess for fans that for for those who might not be as familiar hi uh (laughs) how can you explain like how it typically works how they decide you know to make the changes that they try to make is it the track is it nascar is it both i don't um, think that, we don't know <laughs> yeah we don't i don't know here i i, I think I they think typically they, they get with the driver council or drivers whatever driver group me there and they kind of make a plan to, like you've seen it this year i think phoenix they adjusted where they applied it from last year so they, they get together and, and decide with the drivers where they think it's going to be best for but that didn't sound to me like any of the drivers were on board with what happened on Sunday. The driver I was with said the track went rogue and went out on their own and put this four feet of grip down. NASCAR didn't know about it. Drivers didn't know about it. Teams didn't know about it. So, Casey, to answer your question, I'm of the belief that after the racetrack is built, the racetrack is then the promoter business. They're not in the competition business. That's on NASCAR. That's on the teams. That's on the drivers. And boy, Kentucky sure did it. Man, they, they, they gave us a dirty track on Thursday, and they gave us a, a track with four feet of grip on Sunday. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if it's you can ask. Every driver is going to have a different opinion. I heard Kurt say they should have sprayed the bottom. Well, that would have been terrible. We, I mean, we wouldn't know. It just, it, wherever but, you're spraying is going to be the group. I that's mean, where yeah. we're running. I mean, so if you're going to spray a lane – and the bottom's already the preferred groove. Like Kentucky, the bottom, without being sprayed, the bottom's the preferred groove. If you spray a, a lane and a half up, it's probably going to still become the, the preferred groove. You need to go, like, w- to make it, you need to move it up even further. Yes. In my opinion, 
I, um, I I think if you're gonna do something different there, I agree with you. You like you you leave the bottom alone and spray like the third groove. Or, I think they should science this out more. Maybe they have because I've seen the grip numbers. Why can't you if you're gonna spray it? Why can't you like you said it had 17 percent more grip? Why can't you figure out? The amount to put on. How do they know it had 17% more they've grip? Got a, they they've do that got friction got test thing. Friction or, test. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so did you guys know it had 17% more grip, too? I, I thought I had I didn't some, know that then. Oh, I thought but I I've had, seen so grip I numbers. top secret info on you guys. But they, I've I mean, seen how well all the teams know it. But oh, yeah, yeah. Like, like we, we didn't know. Yeah, I mean, we, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad sure. I didn't tell you after the race. I'm pretty sure the drivers felt it. You know what I would have done if you told me that? I would have just ran in the grip. Like everybody yeah. else, on the, on yeah. The like every, like everybody, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, but I, I mean, if you're gonna, they need to. If you're gonna use this stuff, let's figure out more of it. You know, figure out what percentage needs to, you know, to make the grooves more accessible. Like, do you put a light? Do you put a tiny light coat on the bottom to give it five percent more grip to to equal it out a little bit? You know so what I mean? They told like, me at Phoenix, the same another brainiac on my team. Thank God we got a lot of smart people. Uh, a brainiac on the plane sitting beside of me, who's one of my dearest friends. I love this guy to death. He said at Phoenix, in order to make the lanes run the same speed, they needed to have two percent more grip on the top. Two percent. Yeah. We added seventeen percent. Yeah. What did they think was going to happen? Surprise! I can't help you there. I'm not a mathematician. Talking about the end of the race, though. Great finish, right? You changing Solid. the subject? Yeah, I'm changing the subject. I'm tired of talking about that. <laughs> we just leave it at home. We don't need it anymore. Uh, but who saw the caution that brought that's that brought up this green white checker with Kenzie? Oh, the guy on pit road. Like he spins <laughs> out. Okay, like if you want to throw the caution while he's spinning, hey, I'm all for it. You know, that's a that's a legit caution. He spins out, spins on pit road, backs into the grass, half in the grass, half on pit road. No caution. No caution. No caution. He starts rolling down pit road. Oh, put it out. Put it out. Put it out. We need a damn. Yeah, we need I, a green white checker right here. I mean, we've we've harped on NASCAR a bunch of times about uh oh. Bourbon's coming out. Well, I brought a red solo cup today and I had water in it, but Jason I found the bourbon, so why Save not? me a little bit. Uh, uh, that's enough. This is the uh, <laughs> a part time producer over here that takes hey. full time <laughs> benefits of the gifts here. TJ, I assume you don't want any bourbon this I'm morning. Good, I'm this morning. <laughs> I mean, I like the smell of bourbon. Do you? If you go uh, to a, a bourbon place in Kentucky, man, it, sitting in them barns is not nice. good. Ah, yeah, right. good. So, I mean, I mean, obviously we've and and it's just, I mean, just be consistent. That's all we want. Like, if you want to throw the caution, that's fine, but throw it. I mean, I, if they didn't see it, maybe I can understand. But they've got spotters in every corner. Hey, Freddie, <clears throat> desperation, right? I'd, I'd have thrown it too. Desperation. I mean, we needed excitement. Well, you need caution. So. But my problem is, just throw them all the time. Like, we've seen, how many times you see a guy pound the fence, no caution. We had yeah. guys fist fighting after the Xfinity race that didn't even warn a caution. Uh, yeah. So I drove two laps or a lap and a half at Bristol with a destroyed race car against the fence. Yeah. I mean, in the I'm groove, fine. in I the think, groove at Bristol. Listen, you want to talk about this package and not well, being I mean, very I didn't good. Drive. I spotted it. But. The, this package is only good on restarts. So throw as many damn cautions as you want, but be consistent with it. You can't, like TJ said, you can't have the twenty-two and the nine rolling around killed at Bristol for two laps, and then a guy's rolling down pit road on Sunday, and we throw a caution flag for it. Like, yeah. just a little bit of consistency goes a long yeah. way. That that he was well down out of the way, nothing was coming. He was on pit road when I looked. He was rolling down towards he pit was, road. He literally just started rolling. I was I was calling it to Bubba because we were last. I wasn't didn't have anything to do, so I, we spun. And then I'm like, they they, they don't must they must not see it. They must, I guess we're staying green. Just stay green, stay green. 
Now he's, I was like, he's rolling. We're gonna stay. Up, oh, never mind. Yellow's out. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, Why he was? We had a very early pit stall down there, and so I'm spotting like get in the middle, three wide, two inside, one outside. Watch out in the pit stall, guys, because he was sliding down towards that way. Um, but <laughs> this may be a good show. We're all pissed off, all yeah. three of us. Yeah, uh, and we're drinking. <laughs> <laughs> and we got bourbon. We had inside lane restarts the entire race until the last two, and the second to the last ones when the outside lane all stacked up off a of turn two and the inside lane rolled. The only time it happened all day. So we went from like eighth to like twelfth or something like that on that one. And then uh <laughs> we failed on the next one too. I seen somebody tweeted at me last night and they said, What well, your 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 opinion of the cone rules wrong because Logano started third and went to tenth or something. You think he wouldn't have done, you know, Whatever, something different. I said, yo, Harvick started third and went to the lead. Just yeah. Saying. So, I mean, I would have taken third over 10th. I can tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, I think you would have took third over sixth. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I don't know. Do you take the second row inside over the third row outside? Ah, uh, no, nah, I'd probably take sixth there. But, I mean, I, that, but that, I'd like to have the decision. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I would love to have the option. We're this getting was, ready to find out. Two days. This race was a prime example of where you were at a severe disadvantage. Third place was way getting destroyed by fourth. No I said what. that on uh, Thursday or Friday with the Xfinity race when Noah's dominating, leading the whole race. They have a they have a pit cycle, and two guys either took two. I think it was Justin Haley and Jeremy Clements, and yeah. and that's how the twenty two won the race because he got the fourth lane, and the nine was stuck on the bottom oh, yeah. behind Jeremy Clements. And I'm like, that's where the choose rule is going to be interesting because. The 51 might even take the top, you know, behind the 11. So then you're giving the nine the bottom, or the nine gets the Sixth. nine gets to choose his route, his groove yeah. over the 22, and maybe the 22 yeah. don't get around him right there. It'd just be nice to have the decision. I, yeah. I would like to know that I lost the race because of a decision I made rather than one that was forced to me. Yeah. So sure. all right, let's but get this rolling before we do. Send your resumes to Hey Jason Schultz 18. He sports at number 18 because yeah. he's a Cowboys nah. fan at gmail.com. It's false. We'll let uh, the resumes go to him. You want me to pick the yeah, my you replacement? Pick your replacement. <laughs> All right, next time there's bourbon, I'm not giving it to Brett. I'll only give it to Freddie. And uh, how many bourbon? How many bottles do you keep at home? How many bottles of bourbon do I have at home? No, I'm talking oh, to Jason. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. How many took half of it at home? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he didn't we bring probably... us the whole package, by the way. He's like, we got to cut out of the package and two exactly. little bottles. <laughs> From now on, the gifts go to me and Jason because you guys pregnant. aren't appreciative. You want some bourbon? Drink right bourbon. First of all, you don't even make the a effort to come in. A few more weeks, I'll be in the clear. Don't worry. Your effort for this show is little to none nowadays. We'll mail so. them to your house. I mean, last time we had to watch a makeout session during the show with you and Chad. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I actually, oh, I'm, I'm gonna stop talking. Yeah. Uh-huh. Stop talking. Good idea. Between Chad and that dog barking, we can barely get a show in. Okay, oh well, anyways, you guys are just in great mood, so we'll just keep going. Let's hear more about our presenting sponsor, OfferPad, before we get started. Yo, what's up? We're headed to the Lone Star State to race at Texas Motor Speedway, and we have good news for those of you that live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, or if you don't live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and you want to. One of the markets for our presenting sponsor, OfferPad.com, is in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So if you live there and need to buy or sell your home, the easiest choice is to do it on OfferPad.com. We really enjoy traveling to Dallas and Fort Worth. There are a lot of great restaurants, sports venues, and more in the area. And you'll be close to Texas Motor Speedway to see us race twice a year. Seems like a great place to live. Man, I love TJ Garcia's. I love Billy Bob's. Get started on your move there by logging into OfferPad.com today. You can have your home submitted in as few as five minutes. Then you'll receive an offer for your home within 24 hours and can get ready to make that big move. Don't wait any longer. Visit OfferPad.com today. 
Spara, 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 First topic, Harrison Byrne and Noah Gregson fight following Friday's Xfinity Series race. Freddie, how about you? Spot on, spot on. Spot on. I mean, damn, it's always good to see some excitement. Uh, so I haven't really been a big fan of Noah's this year. Just the way he races, I've kind of been – it's a little agitating to watch because I feel like he doesn't really give a about anybody else on the racetrack, including his teammates at times. Um, but, you know – the way this fight goes down, me and Brett have talked about this a lot, and don't let yourself get punched. Like, obviously, Harrison had the right to be mad. Noah kind of ran in there and ran him over. But don't walk over there with his hands, you know, uh, pushing, shoving, and Noah hit him with a right hook. I mean, that's it. I mean, don't don't let yourself get hit. I, I give credit to Noah because, I mean, we're not going to sit here and jab and talk and, and just shove each other. I'm going to hit you. So, I mean, and that's I think that's the way fighting should be. If you're going to fight, fight. I'm not condoning starting a fight, but if you're that mad, you're not don't have a conversation about it. You've already had conversations about it. If you're going to do something, just do it. I mean, uh, it was uh obviously Noah had had enough and and I, I look I get it, man. The guy pushed him twice and he had enough. So, um don't go to talk. Just handle business, man. I mean, not look. It was uh entertaining. It was entertaining to watch. I think um my favorite part was uh Michael Annette kind of walking around and he's just like eh well, just let him go here how about uh, Timmy Hill yeah, in the Timmy back Hill. Timmy Hill's like better just needed... taking a drink of water didn't even, yeah. didn't even phase him like oh nah look at mama Two. said if you think you're gonna get in a fight you better hit him first or you might not get to hit him at all guess what Harrison you missed your chance you got popped and you didn't get to pop him so uh, if you're gonna put your hands on another man there's a solid chance he's gonna hit you in the mouth well first of all let's be straight here these are Probably still kids. <laughs> They're not kids. Uh, They're yeah. adults. They can vote. They can go. They can join a war. If you can yeah. join a war, you're not a kid. They could go off right now and fight in a war. So I'm not and making can... excuses that you're a yeah. kid. <laughs> bottom bottom line is, don't go over there with your hands down and shoving somebody. And I don't. This is what's going to happen. This is uh, you had an ex- you had a, and I agree with Freddie though. You know, Noah's been driving aggressive, man, and he like there's a difference. Um, had a conversation with another guy about it. There's a difference in aggressive driving. You know, you can be really aggravating, you know, but really you can be really good and aggressive. But the point where you start making contact with a bunch of cars and you're washing them up the racetrack, and it's pretty much a weekly thing now. To, you it, know, it is becoming a weekly thing. You're it's right. becoming a weekly thing. It's, it's all, there's, it's a, and you know, the spotters talk. We all, we all be like, well, who know use up this, you know, and you can't, there's going to come a time like people are going to get tired of this. You can only do this for so long. That, I have zero problem with aggressive racing, but you can't. The moment you make contact, start sending people to walls and up the racetrack and stuff is, um, you know, like trust me, I, I work with an aggressive driver, but he rarely does he send somebody to the fence. You we, know, we've talked about that Xfinity series and and not having you know the experience and and maybe the right temperament. Sometimes we've seen this all year that deal, you know, and, and you saw it a lot on Saturday, Thursday and Friday. With you know Ross, Ross drive, Ross makes a mistake on pit road trying to make you know trying to make up for it compounds the mistake by going in there and wrecking Brett Moffitt, tearing his car up. The same car he's got to race the next day. Yeah, uh, Justin Haley, Brandon Brown, that Brandon Brown kid, man, he does not give you an inch, and it, it don't matter yeah. if it's for eighth or eighteenth. That you know somebody I don't know who spots for him anymore, 
or or who's helping that kid. But you know, there's a reason why his car gets tore up a lot, and it's because he's over aggressive in places where he shouldn't be. And 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 you know, Justin Haley obviously got loose and chased it up into him, but I'm sure there was more that led up to that before that that you know caused that to happen. But you just see a lot of these guys in the Xfinity series feel like they're maybe out to prove something, and and they they make mistakes, then they compound mistakes on top of that. So you know, we just you know, obviously you got to be patient with them, but the but. You gotta yeah. be smart at the same time. But there, you know, that Brandon Brown's been running better. He runs, he runs solidly oh. from thirteenth to twentieth, maybe. And if he gets up near that thirteenth, he's been fast at times. Like for what they got, you oh, know, for sure. It's it's the the problem is he ends up wrecked most of the time because he, you know, but that I saw him Alfredo. I think it was Alfredo had a big run on down the front stretch, and he just chopped the hell out of him into turn one. Yeah, and it's like, you, are you really gonna are you, you willing can, to wreck your race car to finish? The difference between finishing twelfth and thirteenth is not that great to where you should be willing to tear up your race car. Yeah, I mean, but he, you know, doesn't just because a guy, right? And I'm not saying he should swerve down and cut him off, but you know, once that it's Justin's job to pass him without destroying his race car as well, you know, and that guy, Brandon has every right to race him hard. Um, just because he races you hard doesn't mean Ryan Newman races everybody extremely oh, yeah. hard every week doesn't mean they need to. I, I don't think anybody should lay over, but at the same time, are you willing to? You, what you're going to do is you're going to, you know, this as well as anybody. Yeah, does. you can't control. If you're going to hold a guy tight, about it. be ready to get wrecked because yeah. it's going to happen. You know, yeah. you, these guys, especially, especially the at place, that place. Yeah, especially that place. If so, you know, or it, that series, in fact, yeah. really trucks and Xfinity cars. That yeah. series. There's just, one guy that can't apply for Jason's job. It's a guy over the, the surface at Kentucky because he sucked <laughs> at that, and he's not going to come suck at the podcast. All right, Jimmy Johnson tweets, I look forward to my next restart behind Keslowski. Spot on, spot off, TJ. Uh, spot off, man. I mean, uh, people get runs. If there's a car there, there's a car there. He didn't just run into the back end and turn you. There, if there's a car there, that's – I mean, restarts were crazy. You had to take what you can get, and if you had a run on the bottom and you lifted, you're losing multiple spots and probably – it could be possibly up to about 10 if you lift into one. So, you know, Brad had a run. He got a better restart. He got position. And, uh, you know, Jimmy crowded him. And, I mean, I watched back on the broadcast. And when Jeff Gordon says that's what happened <laughs> with one of his own guys, basically. Um, Jeff you know, threw Jimmy under the bus? He d- he definitely blamed it on Jimmy. Wow. That's so, new. but Congratulations, I mean, look, man, Jeff Gordon, <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy was doing what he needed to do. And it's just tight racing with this. This is what is anybody else surprised that Jimmy Johnson is in this race other than me? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, mean, it was a, obviously turn around have all the details. I don't know what the hell's going on there. This guy's got if more. I'm just asking spot, a question. Is anybody I, surprised that Jimmy Johnson is even in this race? When I, mean, I yes. heard the news, I thought two races for sure. I thought everybody that <laughs> tested positive was quarantined 14 days. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I guess that's not the norm. I guess there's another rule out there that we didn't know that exists. I don't think anybody knows anymore, honestly. But good I for him. Like... Good for him. He's in the race. Uh, I yeah. think when Jimmy takes the time to go back and watch the replay, he's going to realize well, he good was... For, good for Jimmy and his family are safe, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, kids. I, I'm that, not saying that. That I mean, was just a tough every situation. Other sport but... and every other situation, like, I mean, you know, Claudia's a nurse, and when, when she if she tests positive, not when, <laughs> if – uh, she's out for two weeks immediately. Like it just, uh, I, I'm glad he's racing. I'm just, I just was asking a question, but I think Jimmy's at fault here. And look, I have a, a, a ton of respect for this guy. Probably the greatest stock car driver yeah. I ever put a helmet on. We'll and, never uh, get enough credit for what he's accomplished. No, no, he definitely won't. But, uh, Jimmy, man, I'm sorry. This even Jeff Gordon said it's on you, bro. The, um, so obviously we've, we all agree that Jimmy, it was Jimmy's fault. You know, he, he tried to throw a block that wasn't there. Got some tight racing, man. He was, 
And it could. I saw, you know, Twitter, a bunch of Twitter questions came in last night about, you know, oh, Brad should get penalized for every time that guy walks through the, the shop. I think it's Joey Logano. It's so weird. I'm getting ready to break news here. Joey Logano's a JRM. But uh, um, everybody was talking about Brad laying back on a restart. And I didn't see it. I couldn't tell you if he did or not. But you know something? If he did and got away with it, good for him. We talked about this with the pit road deal. Should we be doing it? Is it is it stupid? Yes. But nobody's going to do anything until you start penalizing people. We're not. We're going to take every advantage you give us. And like TJ said in our little group last night, the only way you could pass is on restart. So you had to do something different to, to try to get happen. a run. You know. So if you can lay back a car length or two and get a run to the guy, and NASCAR's not going to do anything to you, hey, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Clint was three car lengths off us at one time, and I, I mean, I don't look, know what you're talking about. Yeah, I bet you don't. I'll show you the SMD, <laughs> bud. <laughs> um, but hey, man, he's just trying to, like you said, he's trying to make something happen, yeah, and that's I, what you had to do. I mean, you, you could, I, I, we cannot stress enough that you could not pass yesterday. Could not at all pass. It didn't. You had to have a guy either go to the bottom in front of you and plug the top. Or have a, make a mistake or get in lap traffic. We if tried not, everything. We tried the bottom, yeah. middle, like, everything. <laughs> the only person I saw yesterday that was able to consistently use the bottom and pass people was Blaney. Blaney. Yeah. And, and that was the only car on the racetrack. When something yeah. sucks in our sport and people tell you how good it is, despite the fact that it actually sucks, we call it drinking the Kool-Aid. If you were drinking the Kool-Aid yesterday, I hope they ended up waterboarding you with it. <laughs> because that was awful. Did you Every do the, driver, uh, I saw multiple tweets of where drivers were saying it. Clint came on and said, this is such a piece of shit. And he wasn't talking about a person. He wasn't talking about his car. He was talking about the track. Remember yeah. what I said to do last week? Concrete tunnels? Yeah. <laughs> Fill it up. You know, in Kentucky, it's a beautiful state. Honestly, man, if it got to the point where uh, – I mean, if it would start wearing out the asphalt, we we could move around, have some tire wear. That place could probably be pretty fun. I mean, something. It used to be. If I a mean, frog be... had wings, he wouldn't bump his ass every time he jumped either. <laughs> He'd be able to fly. <laughs> yeah. Well, it'll be pretty. It'll be fun in about twenty five years when the pavement wears out, and but they they'll, but they'll repave it six times between now and then, so it don't matter. Yeah. Elevators worked. <laughs> Thank God for 20 of us. That's what you guys asked for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before the final restart, Martin Truex Jr. tells his father, Clayton Hughes, to relax and that I'm not sure why you're more stressed than I am right now. Brett, if anybody tells you to relax, what what are your thoughts there? Please I, tell Obviously, us. and I don't know the context of this, uh, Clayton's a, a great guy, great sense of humor. Uh, obviously, Freddie, was he fired up? Like, was he? What, what, what was the dialogue? So, he come by me two or three times on them last couple restarts. Like, I, th- I think Fido was down in the – I was, like, just off of turn four. There was about 20 guys to my left. And I think Fido was down there. So, I think the first time he went down there to tell Fido, hey, you know, give me a good shove here, you know. To, and Fido just pulled out a line, drove by both of them. So, that was first time. Then J- he comes down the next restart, and he's telling Josh, push me, push me. And I'm like, did he see what happened the last restart? Ain't nobody pushing him. They're going to go to the bottom, too. Like – so you know, yeah. but we know we know Clayton. Clayton's awesome guy, but you could tell he's he's, he's got so nerves nervous sometimes. all the time, man. He <laughs> in eighteen when we were running for the championship, and I, me and him were standing next to each other. He paced more laps and right behind him than anybody, man. I'm looking over. Look, man, it's a race. You're gonna go and run the best you can, and if you win, you win. If you, you don't, you try again. It's that's the one great thing about our sport is we got another race in two more days. I mean, sometimes so, when you're spotting. You, you 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 literally I mean in Clinton and my situation, it's like we're riding in a car together, you know, 
and we're talking to each other. It's not like I'm spotter and he's driver all the time. And I, and I think in this situation, obviously Clayton is letting his emotions get the best of him. And look, it happens. You know, I mean, there's some spotters that that I've heard them flat out say wreck him. You know, I don't know that I've ever I've done heard that. that. There's multiple a, times in the last few weeks. There's a solid chance I've done it over 20 years, but I don't recall ever saying wreck him. You know, I certainly would wreck him if I were driving. Is probably yeah. what I thought to myself, but. Um, it's 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 important for us to stay as calm as we can. But sometimes if we vent and, and we say what the driver is thinking, maybe it helps the driver, you know, move on from it too. So uh Yeah. <laughs> I think it's I don't Martin's know. a really, really laid back dude and all of a sudden this this you know kinda of since he won his championship. Like he's been fired up on the radio. Yeah. Uh it might can get worked up, but he is usually look, sitting here at this table, Martin would be the most laid back, quiet individual. Um he he's probably he is he's one of them quiet guys. He's a laid I mean, back dude. Once you get him, you know, like hanging out with the night, you go to hang out with him or Captain something. Captain Cokes. You get, <laughs> basically, <laughs> yes. Um, he's pretty good. I ran quite a bit of i racing with him um, in the during that the quarantine time. We <laughs> ran quite a bit of i racing, and uh, man, Martin, he's pretty he's pretty chatty on there and stuff. You know, like just but that's just Martin. And if you get Martin in his comfort zone, he's just normal as can be, you know, and there's, there's other people, it's their personalities, you know? So, but man, you don't, the last thing that, the last thing that we need to do for our drivers is get them worked up more that you you need to keep them focused and, and, um, ready to attack, man, but not, not to the point where they're like, Whoa, but you need, they don't need to calm you down. You, (laughs) you're supposed to be the other way around. You know, there's many times where people have come up to you and I'm sure y'all are the same way where, how do you stay so calm on the radio? You know, there's things like that. And uh, you got to be calm, Clayton. Calm be down, calm. Clayton. Calm down, Let's Clayton. Calm down, Clayton. <laughs> calm down, Clayton. <laughs> Listening to Freddie on the radio, it's like he's falling asleep. He's like, who's oh, the? Like, probably is. I am falling <laughs> what asleep. Are you talking about usually he usually stay out pretty late the he night was, before. He was doing a, he was doing a live Twitter Q and A yesterday during the race. Didn't you see that? Lap <laughs> <laughs> fifty. Protect so, the top. Protect the top. I had. I made Outside. Earl. I made Earl have to record a, a little video clip he was doing right before the race, like a couple different times. Did you see Earl's rap that Jimmy <laughs> posted. <laughs> Was that right before? No, no. no. This, okay. During this pandemic. This was Every time I would start recording, I'd go over there and holler at him or do something. He'd look over at me like all mad looking. Oh, I, I was doing the same thing him at Bristol. <laughs> Earl so still funny. reads that thing before the race? No, this is something else. He's like, hey, you're getting ready for the what? I'm like, Earl. <laughs> I, I didn't realize I was doing it one time. And you know me, I'm in the background talking to Herm and Jason Jarrett. And I'm like, this guy. You know, and Earl, Earl just, just looks, looks at you. He's, he's, like, like, <laughs> he's like, mess that one up. Yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, you could use it. You could just put my name on it. Sorry, Earl. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, that a funny rap, guy. That rap was funny. Did you see the rap? That, no, you didn't see it. No, uh, it's it, Jimmy posted it. It was like they. Were, I guess I all sending Jimmy videos last week. We're like, hope you get back <laughs> soon. And Earl's was he was TikToking to his own rap. It was pretty impressive. <laughs> Earl, Brett he's, doesn't he's even know what TikToking is. Yeah, dude, I got Brett, TikTok. Got I don't TikTok get TikTok China's getting ready to take it down or something. I heard. Yeah, I heard. So I saw an article that oh, just for a second that. There's a lot of mad people, kids out there because TikTok is their that they're they're uh, social influencers on TikTok. So now they're all mad because they're going to take it away. And oh. <laughs> like, there, listen, man, there's some crazy stuff on TikTok. There's a it's the best. The TikTok king work not that he does videos, but the guy that scrolls it probably eighty percent of his day he works out here in the shop. His name's Jonathan Davis. So um, <laughs> is he yeah. is he on TikTok? All he the time? is all the time. There he sends me hilarious clips, man. But like 
I don't even have TikTok. I have to click the little link thing. I, I mean, I'm being tracked anyway, so I'm sure <laughs> it doesn't so China, matter. So China started the, the coronavirus, and now we're taking out TikTok because of them. Yeah. China is bad, bad, bad. Start eating bats. Got got Trump elected. China no. did. No, that was, no, that was Russia. Russia. Oh, that was Russia. So Russia's good. Who knows? China's bad. <laughs> Who knows How are anymore? we even talking about this? We need well, to you're, the It's your job to keep us on track. Mad. Yeah, way to go, host. Looking for a host, too, now, Ira. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that suck. Hi, we're OfferPad, the new way homes are sold. Go to OfferPad.com, tell us about your home, and we'll send you a great purchase offer. Or, if that's not your style, we can also list your home with tons of free OfferPad services. Free handyman fixes, house cleaning, yard work, and more to get your home show ready. We can even advance renovation costs to maximize your home's value. Whatever way you want to sell, you're sold with OfferPad. Sell your way today at OfferPad.com. All right, time to hit the gas and take our Xfinity speed from the track to the studio. Let's just jump into our weekly Xfinity Fast Lane segment where each person will have 10 seconds to answer six questions. She means 20. Qu- nope. 37 10. seconds. 10. You hear that? One, zero. 10. 10. <laughs> Question number one. Cole Custer went from sixth to first on the final restart to win Sunday. What could Martin Truex Jr., Ryan Planey, and Kevin Harvick each done differently to win? All right, Freddie, what about Martin Truex Jr.? Ten seconds. Uh, Truex's biggest mistake was missing the block on the 41 coming down the front stretch. He could have, If he could have got up, blocked the 41, the 41 gives him the shove to the lead. He's got the preferred groove into one. He wins the race. Calmer spotter. Brett, what about Harvick? Harvick had the lead. He went into three, and why did he run the bottom? He did. He got turned to the bottom. He did? Uh, uh, Martin clipped him. So clearly Martin. he wasn't paying attention. Oh. Well, we were racing. We were a little busy. I was running for 20th, four wide. Casey, <laughs> yeah. I didn't really see that live. <laughs> yeah, we were back uh, there in a you, battle. You have got, at all costs, to stay on top. TJ, Harvick. I mean, Whoa. sorry, Blaney. Uh, Blaney got really close to getting clear off of two. If he didn't get clear, if that's me, I'm, I'm clearing myself at that point. If you watch that guy up a little bit. Blaney gets to the high side. He's got a really good shot at shooting around there. He's the 41. He wins the race. He hit that bump on the infield, and it was <laughs> over for him. It always goes faster on top. Did you see Did you see him hit that bump at the great infield? Did you see the still, the image of it? Yeah, like just – Like there's a gap between the left front tire and the fender. <laughs> when you literally – you can't see the Goodyear writing on it most of the time. You guys were bashing Cole Custer all year, and I look at him. I, I think this proves Cole Custer's been listening because I said two weeks ago he needs to step it up, and he finished fourth listen. and Hey, that's our second question. Listen, listen oh. real quick. Casey, no, take control not. of this. This kid ran 14th all, right, stop all day. Talking. It's question number two. Like the greatest car I've ever Cole had. Custer. You ran 14th all oh day, buddy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> question number two. Cole Custer shocked the Cup Series with his first career win on Sunday. Which driver has the best chance to win their first career race next this season? TJ. Tyler Reddick. Freddie? Christopher Bell. This Brett? guy was five lucky dogs away yesterday. Brennan Poole. 
He's he's definitely racing <laughs> yeah. like it. He's he's figured out the side draft. He knows how to hang on your door. He really makes his car work late exit. I tell you, better what. than he picks up at least 12, 15 he miles an hour that, on exit. He, he I gotta go 17. with the bull, Brendan Poole. Brendan, Brendan, no, there's, there's no, no D, D in there, buddy. Brendan, Brendan, <laughs> Brendan Poole. He found but that seventeen, per- dude. Jerk. He found that seventeen percent so quick, dude. It was. So- <laughs> He you found that 70% just, just just stayed he, in it. I'm just glad he rolled around there for 15 laps with a tire rub and <laughs> the whole end of the race up myself, but that's fine. <laughs> He's the reason I finished like <laughs> I was going to run top four right He's till the then. reason you passed me. Dang it. <laughs> you want to curse, curse anymore? Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, my blood pressure went up. Question. It's a bad day, Jason. <laughs> Drink another one. Pop the other bottle no. here. I have to Uber home. Question number three. Jason will Tony take Stewart you. and... Ray Evernham are forming a new racing series that will focus on short tracks with star drivers and will launch in 2021. What's another element of racing different than NASCAR that you'd like to see the series adopt? Brett. I'll take my 10 seconds to say we need a new tire. We need softer right. tires. TJ. Uh, man, this could be the truck series from when it started all over again. Uh, put some guys that know how to race some things. We got a lot of great short trackers in America or, and all over the world, really. Let's bring them in, put them in close cars, take away like take away the pit crews, have a halfway break, let them go. I, I like to see this turn into like almost like, you know, people talk about the legend series, you know, a legend series or an all-star series like yeah. Bring Mark Martin back for six races. Bring Biffle, Carl Edwards. I want to watch know, like, Rick Corelli, Ron Hoare today. Yeah, like battle bring short some tracks. old school guys back. In Wednesday night's Bristol All-Star Race, are you okay with a driver making a move similar to Chase Elliott's move on Joey Logano from June for a chance to win a million dollars on the final lap? Am I I on the outside again or not? (laughs) If I'm on the outside, no, absolutely not. I'm not cool with that anymore. Done. See how that story ends. Um, I mean, it's a million bucks, All-Star Race, no points on the line. I I think it's completely acceptable jason are you paid per word in this section the more words you put in the question the more money you make Is i like that... to set it up well okay all right uh new uh producer by the way word question less words lengthy you get, you yeah get 10 lengthy. second questions for 10 seconds 10 cents a word Brett, i don't even know what the question yeah. is they're too long for my add i have no idea what's going on chase elliott chase uh, that's an acceptable move for a million bucks for a million bucks, I'm, I'm tell you what. <laughs> yeah, I'd wreck anybody for a million bucks. I'd have come Any, from there fifth. I'd have came from fifth to do that move for a million bucks. I would wreck Jesus <laughs> for a million dollars. I am not letting. It's a million dollars. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but a million dollars go a long ways in my life. I mean, you get a new AC. My damn air conditioner <laughs> went out. I've got oh. no air conditioner in my house. It's one way to At lose least, weight. Good thing it's not hot. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean. As long as you win, I mean, don't do this and wreck yourself and let somebody else win a million dollars. You know, yeah. win the damn race if you're going to do it. Off the wall question: In honor of National French Fry Day, which chain restaurant do you believe serves the best French fries? McDonald's. Mm. Freddie. Checkers. TJ. The curly fries at Hooters. That's not fast. That's food. not a fast food place. Eh. That's fast. Fast food. girls don't count. We're Arby's, talking about fast food. Yeah, similar. I'll go the uh, curly fries at Arby's. It's been probably ten years since I've had them, but I mean, you can get the cheese dip too with it. They got mozzarella sticks now. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Brett has their menu memorized. You probably do too. Just like that, we're at the end of the show. That went by way too fast. 
almost as fast as Xfinity Internet. Get reliably fast speeds for all your streaming needs. Shout out to Xfinity, premier partner of NASCAR, and a big part of our show here, Door Bumper Clear. And make sure you're following at Xfinity Racing on Twitter to keep you connected with behind-the-scenes NASCAR content you don't get anywhere else. Looks like we've got a Super Bowl champion on the line now. Former NFL safety and brand-new NASCAR fan Bernard Pollard is joining the show. Let's get him on. All right, so what's up, everybody? We got uh, Bernard Pollard, old crush boy, in the house. Finally, everybody's been blowing us up on Twitter to get him on here. And, and Bernard's always got a lot of questions, and, and the only thing we fed was right was to get him on the most honest podcast in NASCAR. What's up, man? Man, how y'all doing? Uh, we good, we good. Just uh, hanging out. Just finished up uh, talking a lot of trash about this week's race and, and some uh, some other stuff we'll get to with you. But what you been up to? Man, I'm uh, I'm training like no other. Uh, working these middle school players out, working my high school players and some pro players and college players. So, hey, man, I'm trying to I'm trying to stay busy, trying to stay young. Uh, so it's going down. What town are you in? Because Freddie and I need a workout partner. <laughs> hey, hey, y'all, come on. I'm I'm in Brentwood, Tennessee. So y'all come on out here. We get it in. All right. How far is that from Nashville? Because that might be a slight distraction. <laughs> Hey, no, 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 so, nah. See, look, you need to stay away from Nashville. So we're about twenty minutes. So at the end of the day, when you get done with me, you go ahead and have a beer too. It, you'll be good. Man, what's with that? I mean, I have, a, I have a buddy that retired, and he moved to Tennessee too. David Akers lives in Nashville. He lives out oh, there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he he, he uh, D Akers over at he over at Lipscomb, man. So yeah, me and yeah. him, we talked his son playing. He's a big NASCAR fan too. Oh, that's what's up. I didn't know that. So now, now I got yeah. I got somebody to talk trash to. So man, oh, talk yeah. talk about that. Obviously, you've blown up on Twitter here the last couple of weeks. Uh, just, I mean, one of the biggest NASCAR fans I know right now. What what I mean, what what kicked that off? What what, what got you into the sport? You know what? So it's crazy, and, and, and I've told a lot of people uh, the biggest thing with me. My wife was watching CNN one day, and uh, she, I guess, Don Lemon was talking to, to uh, Bubba Wallace. So I walked by and. I heard him say we want to have NASCAR driver Bubba Wallace on, and um, when he said Bubba, I was like, I said Bubba, I said man, it's like a brother. So he get to talking, and I was doing something in the room. I walked through to go to the bathroom, to the closet, or whatever, and I go, that sound like a brother, man. So I came out, I go, babe, is he black? She was like, yeah. So I'm like, NASCAR got black drivers. So that 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 sparked the interest. So, I mean, from then on, I was just like, you know what? Like, I want to learn about this sport. And I, I just, I've been taking my time the last two months. And, man, it has been awesome. Yeah, I mean, we've, I've been following along with you on Twitter. And it's crazy. And I, I mean, you can talk to this, how, the fan. So, he just steady at, like, and it's crazy to us. Uh, like, you go back and look, and I look at some of his questions. And it's like, to us, that's so obvious. But to somebody that's never even watched a lap of racing, you're like, yeah, I can see why that doesn't make sense. And just talk about how much the fans have been helpful because it's all usually fans or a couple of the writers maybe get in there, but a lot of times it's just fans answering questions one after another. It's been a blessing because, you know, as you said, I don't know this sport. And so, you know, that would be the same thing if I put football plays in front of you, defensive schemes or offensive schemes, y'all be like, okay, what the crap is this? So, you know, for me, when I watch it, I didn't come up watching racing. I didn't, you know, even growing up in Indiana, racing was not, you know, we didn't know things like that happened. I think we knew of NASCAR, but we just didn't know about NASCAR. So, um, you know, football, basketball, and track was always in front of me. So as I watch this sport and I see the strategy and I see 
you know, uh, how guys are, you know, making moves or maneuvering to do different things or, you know, hearing from their crews. Uh, and then you seeing the, 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 the pit crew changing out things and they're moving, everybody's moving in sequence. And I'm just looking like, dude, like their strategy, it's just not like so many people told me racing boring. You just turn left. You do this, this do that. And it's like, nah, their strategy to this. And, and uh, it's truly been uh, fun for me to learn from the fans, to learn from uh, pit crews, from crew chiefs. It's been awesome, man. Yeah, I think it's great you taking it up like that and you see that side of it, man. I think it's awesome. So one of the coolest racetracks in America is actually pretty close to you, Bristol, Tennessee. We're headed there yeah. Wednesday night. I realize we're giving you short notice. You're invited. But if you can't make this one, we got another one later in the fall, man. And you got to come see a race at Bristol because, number one, Bubba's a Tennessee guy. So he's kind of got a home track advantage thing going on there, right? But number two, I mean, these guys will tell you, you're in for it Wednesday night. These guys are racing for a million bucks. 33, 36-degree banking, half-mile racetrack. Man, I, I can't wait, and I can't wait for you to watch this one. My guy got destroyed there last time, so we got a little <laughs> – we got something to prove there, so. <laughs> oh, man. Well, hey, I, I'm, a, I'm a definitely going to try to make it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely trying to make it, so I'm excited about it. A lot of people have told me about it. So I, I need to get there for the excitement. So, so you've played in tons of college stadiums, tons of pro stadiums. This is, to me, I mean, every time I get there, Bernard, like I could go 10, 20, 30 times a year. It is such an impressive facility. It holds 160,000 people. Obviously, in the pandemic, we're not going to sell this thing yeah. out. We're letting 30,000 right. in. But th- this is just one of a kind. Like, what, what is your favorite place you've ever played? College, pro, whatever. Man, you know what? Probably – the most memorable, I would have to say, um, playing at Ohio State. I think that was uh, just that atmosphere. It's between Ohio State and, and, and Penn State. The atmosphere is just crazy. Uh, you know that 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 barbecue smell coming up to the uh, to the stadiums, and then even too when I played in Kansas City, coming up to Arrowhead, man, it, it, that's like a college atmosphere. They're crazy but, at Arrowhead. <laughs> exactly, man. So it's it's nuts. So that that right there, man, has just been uh, an experience for me. It's so much fun playing in, in you know playing in games. Period. But I think the college atmosphere they go a little bit above and beyond to, uh, for the excitement outside. Uh, and then when you get in uh, to the stadium, the the student sections and things of that nature, man, it is off the charts. But my guys like to break tables, so. Um... <laughs> My team likes to break folding tables. Just a bunch so. of drunk idiots flying around out there. <laughs> they suck at football, but they're good at they can't, They can't play God. a damn lick of football, but they, hey, they that, break a table in a We hurry. didn't come for football. We came for a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Might not win a race, never lose a party. No, no. I've never <laughs> lost a party, man. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, you're getting into it now more and more. Um, I mean, you got a favorite driver. You got. I mean, you, you just kind of vibing with everybody. I see – I tend to start – I don't know if it's just because they've been winning a lot lately, but I see you vibing with uh, Stuart Hoss a lot lately hey we're down you with know that what? look man look I, I talk to everybody I, I don't know enough like so for me when people when i talk about football and i, I go on espn go on different shows and, and, and i communicate with people i played this game so it's hard for me to have a favorite team just because i've been you know i am i'm deeply connected right so since i'm deeply connected it's just like it's I just love the game of football. So when I watch the game of football, I'm not rooting for a player. I'm not rooting for a team. I just call out what it is. I'm seeing an offense, what I'm seeing on defense or special teams. So I think that's the approach I've taken with NASCAR is I don't want to really have a favorite driver because I just want to enjoy all the drivers. I want to be able to root for everybody because I want to see the different strategies, you know, because I, I was paid a lot of money to watch film. 
So as I watched film, I, I picked up on players and picked up on tendencies uh, down in distance, um, you know, what they're doing in, 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 in situational football. So that's kind of what I'm doing with NASCAR. I'm kind of looking at, okay, well, how is this crew attacking this? How is this driver attacking uh, this? And and it's been it's been fun for me. And I think I kind of want to stay on the outside looking in, you know, not really having a specific driver uh, because I just want to continue to just see how it works. I just don't know enough about NASCAR to say, oh, I'm rolling with, you know, Kevin Harvick or Bubba Wallace or, you know. Uh, well, I saw uh, you in the Kevin Hill. Harvick stuff already. Josh Jones must have got that stuff out quick. <laughs> <laughs> my guess. I don't know. I don't know who sent it to you, but I'm guessing Josh Jones sent you stuff as quick as he could. So, so, uh, so two two things, man. Um, number one, we've actually got some guys in our industry that graduated from Purdue. Most of them are engineers. Uh, TJ's actually yeah. worked with one. I'm on the '88 car with Dale Jr. We called him Rad. I think his name was Tim. Uh, mm-hmm. Great, great guy. Yeah. Um, love to connect you with some of those guys. But the thing is, man, our pit crew guys. Some of them former NFL guys. Some of them former college guys. Like. Those guys are studs. They're doing four tire stops in 12 seconds. Have you tried a pit stop yet? You know what? I've never tried a pit stop. Look, let me let – I'm scared because I'm, I'm seeing no, the way they – you can't say you're scared. <laughs> no, I'm not. We've seen you on TV. I feel you. And, and that's a whole different animal. But, dude, you're talking about jumping over a wall with two tires in your hands, uh, whatever those those shooting guns, bolt <laughs> – Whatever that's called. Look, man, hey, stop laughing at me, man, because I don't know. We're laughing with you, dog. We're laughing with, with you. you. You used to hit so I just don't, you used to yeah, hit so, I mean, I can't, for my, a living. I'm going to cause a crash. I mean, you, you got to play safety, right? It, it, yeah. It, but you got to play safety when you could actually still – you didn't want to cross the middle of the field when you were playing safety. That's, you you could hit some people. I'd day. be more scared of being a slot receiver when he was saying, look at your Twitter handle. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it, man. But you you got to understand, like, for me seeing that, like, every – like you said, 12 seconds. That is fast. <laughs> if you mess around – because I just noticed something. So I guess this – you know, y'all can answer this. Why – when they shoot the, the, those gun things uh, to take those bolt things off, Y'all just let them fly. They don't. They don't. They yeah. don't pick them up. They yeah. hit people when the car takes off. They're laying on the ground. Sometimes, a couple times a year, they'll spit those out from underneath the tires and hit guys in the teeth and stuff like that. And yeah, I mean, we've had issues where yeah. it'll it'll fly off and it'll get <laughs> hung up in the brakes, or and it'll it'll yeah. give you a flat tire. It'll 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 ruin your day too. I mean, they fly, but they don't have time to obviously pick them up and do nothing with them. So that's why you'll see after a pit stop, guys are out there with blowers or brooms yeah. and they're and they're kind of cleaning them up for the next pit stop. Well, last year we had a um, this is a, this is a quick story. Great, the rear tire changer on a on a truck. Um, was going around the back of the truck, and he got his he's got his glove or his ring his uh his ring got caught on a spoiler, and he ripped his ring finger off. But it was Joe Slingerland last year. Well, the best part about it was uh, I have a Madden league, and he plays in it, and I was his next game. So I was like, man, can you hold a remote? Can we play our game? You know, and and uh, but he literally ripped his ring finger off on the spoiler. The the spoiler is the piece of the back of the car that sticks up in the air when they yep. run around the back. He put his hand on that, and it ripped his finger off. So, I, was, I was waiting for you to get to Madden. I was figuring. I was trying to figure out how yeah. you was going to bring that into this. Well, I, that, <laughs> Joe, I w- listen. I I would beat Joe really bad, so I didn't. Yeah, I felt bad playing him with with nine fingers. <laughs> That's a bad ball. <laughs> You're obviously Twitter. Everybody follows you on Twitter. They know you got a lot of questions. What you got? What you got for us? What do you want to know? Look, um, man. What, I think so. Okay, so. So if we go back to the the, the bolt thing, um, lug nuts. So lug are they nuts. holding? Yeah. We're, gonna, we're gonna call them lug nuts lug from nuts. now on. Lug nuts. Oh, lo- okay, lug nuts. Yeah. All right. So they, okay. Where are the rest of the lug nuts when they put the new tires on? So they're already yeah. glued to the wheel. 
they glue them up before the race, so they're glued to the wheel. So when they hang them, when they hang the tire on the hub, it, it they hold them over the you know the the, the studs, uh, studs, the studs, and and the guys are they're just sitting there ready for the guy to hit yeah. them. The glue stretches out. The glue kind of stretches oh. out, and it stays right on the end of the stud. And then the guys hit them guns, and those guns are spinning so fast. They just uh-huh. they hit them things so fast, yeah. and that that that. It's spinning that lug nut so fast, it basically runs it up. That's why you see some guys have a loose wheel. That means that that yeah. thing, that lug nut, didn't spin all the way tight up against the wheel. With that, so he feels vibration that with a loose wheel. That's because that lug nut is not all the way tight. So he'll feel that in the steering wheel, which is a, a scary sensation for a driver going into the corner at 200 miles an hour with a vibration. You know, and if you don't fix that, those things will eventually work themselves free, and the tire will come off eventually so you got to fix the vibration that's why when you guys pit for a loose wheel they don't run it very long because it can it can really create a bad day and the tire changer that you see hitting those lug nuts he's responsible for gluing those on because the last thing you would want to do yeah is you know let your let your opponent go uh, lace your cleats up for you right so he's the guy that's gluing exactly. them on and uh yeah. and, and they used to have a lot of problems man and when it was cold to get that glue to work now they've got enough technology in them to where once they glue yeah. them on where you're most of the time pretty good but they do carry extra lug nuts on their belts in case one pops off and their their hand speed on those tire changers is unreal so if you came to the shop right there's there's a few positions you could try jack man where you run out in front of the car he's the first guy over the wall so essentially he's the quarterback saying hike so he's the right. first guy. Everybody else goes off of him, okay? You're talking about language now. Yeah, there's limitations on when he can jump. If he jumps too early, he Dang. literally gets a false start um, from NASCAR. So he has to wait until his car is close before he jumps. Well, we've seen Jack men get hit by cars because of very various reasons, right? But then you've got the tire changer. So the guy on the rear, he has to be a little bit faster because the guy on the front is sitting there and the car comes to him and it stops, he starts hitting tires. The guy on the back actually has to go behind the car and catch up to the car and then dive to the ground on his knees. All these guys have knee problems when they get older. They have back problems when they get older. But, man, I'm telling you, you come to – it wouldn't be a live pit stop in a race. You wouldn't have to worry about getting hit by another car. But if you make it to Charlotte, we'll make sure you get a chance at doing some of these things, man, because I'm telling you, it'll give you a lot of perspective. We won't put you in harm's way. You'll be fine, I promise. <laughs> Jason might. Jason right. might try to stick you out in front of a car back Listen, there. Listen, these cars are hard to jack up. You, like, they're hard. They're not like – it's not like a regular floor jack either. These guys that are the jack man, man, it's, it's impressive what they can do. They're definitely athletes, man. They're way more athletes than – that's why we're spotters. I mean, <laughs> Brent and Freddie okay. are both a little bigger than me, but, you know. <laughs> okay, so, so, okay, so talking about the spotter. So when it comes – so I was hearing more about that. I really, I really never knew about it. So can you define or kind of articulate what is that? Like what is a spotter? I mean, I I would probably if we're gonna go football terms, you're looking like a coordinator. You know, you're you're kind of up in the, up in the press box. We're up in the we're up in the highest point of the racetrack, usually on the roof of the press box, or right now we're in the grandstands because there's nobody there, and you're kind of just overseeing what's going on. You're 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 telling your driver what's going on around him. You know, if if he's clear, or not clear. If there's an accident, you try to help him get through that, and then you're also kind of playing psychologist where you know if he's getting pissed off about something. You're, you're, hey, all right, calm down. We gotta get back in this. You know, don't worry about it. It's not it's a long race, whatever. But you know, you got a lot of different, you know, a lot of different jobs at once. But it's kind of, I feel like if you're gonna equate it to a, a football t- analogy, you're, you're kind of like a coordinator. You're, you're overseeing everything and feeding information to the coach, aka the crew chief and the quarterback, the driver. You know, so stuff like that. But you're, you were kind of overseeing everything from the top. That's tight. That's tight. <laughs> I've always wanted. 
Do you listen to us from the app? There's a you can get the NASCAR app and you can listen to the spotters and race yeah. control as well. Have you listened to some of that? I, so I haven't. I, I, I've been trying to listen more to the analysts and just so I can try to learn. Um, because I think if I if I listen to the spotter, I think it, it, I don't know if I'll get lost and, and maybe potentially try to skip levels of, of learning about the sport. Um, but I definitely, uh, you know, when they when they plug into the uh, car audio or whatever, you know, I definitely hear the communication from the driver into the crew chief or, or the spotter. And, it, and it's I mean, for me, it's 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 crazy awesome because, you know, you get to see that game plan. If I if I will say uh, you see the game plan or hear the game plan and it's, it's, it's pretty cool. So there's three people that talk on the radio. There's the guy trying to fix the car. That's the crew chief. There's us who are saying what we see and, and trying to help these guys navigate traffic, the spotter. Then there's the other guy that will not stop complaining for 500 miles. That's the driver. <laughs> that's that's that guy. Uh, but, but to Freddie's point, man, we're at the highest point. Everything happens in slow motion for us because we're so high. If we get near the fence, these guys are coming by us at 200 miles an hour. It literally is scary to know what we do. But when we get up right. so high, it looks like they're running 55 miles an hour. We're clearing these guys by inches. We're helping them navigate wrecks. Uh, we're helping them find fast lines on a racetrack. TJ's always trying to block somebody and cause a problem. Always. Uh, he's notorious for that. That's probably been his MO all season. But um, I, I would equate it to certainly an offensive coordinator. But we've seen a lot of blocking this year, so maybe we're defensive coordinators too, TJ. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, I know I got two wins. How many you got? None this year. None. Oh! Hey, if you see this table here, Bernard, there's two cars sitting here. I'm the only I'm the only guy here that has wins cars on this table either. So <laughs> I just got hey, minus just, this helmet right I here. I just got Super Bowls. I don't. I don't. <laughs> Super Bowls pay your bills. Uh, sometimes, if you bet, it depends how much you bet on it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Hey, man. So uh, we had a little scrap on Saturday, uh, Thursday night, Friday night. What'd you think of them boys yes. scrapping? <laughs> that, that was. That was amazing to me. What was your I'm impression when you saw it? What were you like? Were you like, oh. That, okay, I got to be honest. That got me crumped because, <laughs> look, look, hey, man, I was hyped because I'm looking like I'm one of them dudes where I'm passionate about football. I'm passionate about coaching and teaching. And it's just like, you know, when somebody stepped to you, you better be ready to throw them balls. And them two jokers went at it. It was awesome. I, what I don't what's crazy to me is when you know because I obviously did it in football when dudes pissed off and they fighting when you throw a mic in their face it's gonna it ain't nothing good gonna come out. <laughs> like, I was shocked at that and I was mad that I missed the interview but I was excited about the fight and I did I, I told the fans I was like look man y'all got me looking like a creep on YouTube freaking going and, and googling fights. <laughs> And I'm just like, I was like, I look like a creep, but I couldn't stop. So it was, it was good. Yeah, We've that, had a couple good ones. They fight because they're passionate, man. You know, they're, they're yeah. angry. They're, they're fighting because they're passionate. And that, when we get to, there might be some this weekend, man, racing for a million dollars on a short track. We can't get away from each other on a short track. These bigger mile and a half tracks, you, you fight for the air. You know, you get right. behind somebody, you don't, your car doesn't work as good and stuff like that. These short tracks. You can't really – you don't fight for the air as much here. You can't get away from each other. So uh, it's going to be really exciting Wednesday night. Yeah. So th that takes me into another question because I hear the analysts say clean air. So clean air is just means you're in the lead? Clean like, air means the dude in front of you ain't vaping. It's nice and clean for your car yeah. to come through there. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah. So basically yeah, – That's they, why we block. That's yeah. why we block so yeah, much. Yeah, you block so you keep that clean air. You basically yeah. – as long as there's nobody in front of you. You don't necessarily have to have the lead, but if there's nobody in front of you, 
for you know a half a straightaway or a straightaway. Or yeah. So that's clean air. So and it's yeah. very, 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 very valuable. If you think <laughs> about it, the like the the lead car has all that air hitting his nose. Like if you get behind a semi on a, on a highway, you know you get right up behind a semi. You don't your car just kind of it's real easy, you know, but. Now, when you're trying to turn a corner behind that, you know, in a race car, it's not going to, because there's no air pushing out in the front of your car. So you get out, you know, that's why clean air is king. Your car works great out there. It's getting all that air. Um, But it's also, when we go to like Talladega and Daytona, then you have a draft, you know, you're drafting behind the guy. That, that, the draft, the air, no air hitting the front of your car allows your car to go faster. That's why they can catch up to each other um, on the straightaways. But when we get to the corners, you just need that air to to pin that nose down and turn the car. that's why you don't see guys follow each other through the corner at mile and a half track so much because they just need air. The car won't turn as good. Yeah. So the it, air creates downforce. The downforce on the car creates turn. So if you're one of the lead cars, you get more air on your car. If you're in quote dirty air, you're running twentieth. You're driving into no grip essentially because there's no air to push more weight onto your tires yeah. to help your car work. Okay. That makes sense. I, I still don't understand what y'all said. But but I was going to say, here's, I'm going to break it down for you. Basically, you don't want to be behind nobody. So that's <laughs> okay. all there is to it. Whenever you're Googling stuff next time, just, t- just Google like just drafting, and it'll, it'll probably show you some aerodynamic diagrams of the air going up over the front car, and the air doesn't hit yeah. the car behind it. So if there's nothing, if there's no air hitting, if there's no air hitting the front of this nose right but, here, pushing down on the car, then it can't turn as good. If you got a bunch of air hitting the front of this guy's car, it's pushing down on them front tires. When the front tires are down on the ground more, it's going to turn better. Well, this guy doesn't have any air pushing down in his tire, so he can't turn as good and goes up the racetrack. I mean, it's okay. the it's the equivalent of having a free run at the quarterback or somebody blocking you. You know what I mean? Like, you, you come on that safety blitz and you got a clean run, that's clean air. Somebody yeah. gets in your way, that's right. dirty air. Yeah. yeah, same thing. You get one of them lookout blocks. Look out! <laughs> that's tight. Okay. I, 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 understand, I understand a little more. I understand a little more. The slower we go, like at short tracks, like Bristol, Bristol on Wednesday night's a short track. You're not going as fast. It's not pushing down. There's not air is not pushing down on the car as much. So therefore, uh, you know you're not as aero dependent. Um, the guy behind so it can catch you and get to you. You know without fighting air. So it makes it a little easier when we run Martinsville and Bristol and stuff. That's why this week it's going to be really exciting at Bristol. So okay, so at so the race at Bristol. Now, are there any limitations? Because um, I know at what Talladega, now I don't know the correct, I don't remember it. Restricted Will plate. Will there be a muzzle? Yeah, restricted plate. On the engine? Yeah, yeah, restricted plate. They put a plate on the carburetor that only allows, uh, you know, them to produce so much horsepower. So um, we go to like Talladega, Those our cars would run, shoot, man, 250? Probably. 260 mile an hour if they didn't put a restrictor plate on them. And, so. and the drivers don't care if they run 250 miles an hour. We have to protect the fans. If our cars get over 200 miles an hour, they're more likely to go in the air, which obviously creates safety concerns for the stands. I mean, our fences are built exceptionally well, but we don't want to be over 200 miles an hour. Yeah. yeah. And okay. to, to answer your question, we've got no restrictions this week. Actually, this week we've got yeah. more motor than we have anywhere else, right? It was just a 750 motor yeah, uh, yeah. this week. So we have more horsepower than we've had at the shorter tracks, and it just promotes better racing. You're, you're, I mean, you tune in Wednesday or get there Wednesday. We'll, we'll hook you up. Maybe, maybe we can smuggle you up to the spotter stand for a little while for some of the race. But, uh, you know, this, you're not going to want to miss this deal on Wednesday night. It's going to be, it's gonna be uh, balls to the wall, guys trying to kill each other for a million dollars. I hope we can all attend your first ride-along program. When you go ride-along for <laughs> even in that school car or something where you're doing three-quarter speed of the, these guys, so you can see, you know, if you're doing 110 down the highway, you feel like you're flying, like you're going fast. Right. 
Imagine supposed to do 110 down the highway, well, DJ. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> you know, but imagine imagine doing 170. You know what I mean? Like it, it's. I mean, 170 it, don't feel fast, and everybody else is doing it. But when you're doing it by yourself, you do, like, yes, you know? <laughs> yes, I'm excited. I can't wait for your first ride along deal, yeah. man. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> How fast do they go on a ride along? About 160. Yeah, about 160. Oh, 170. I, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Come on now. I don't need that in my life. Hey, we got we got padding, we got helmets and all stuff. Right, You'd be all right. I'll drive. But see, I'll be that dude that pissed myself. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, they, hey, some of these guys piss yeah, themselves some all the of these time. Guys do, don't worry about it. That's why they if you look in the bottom of their seats, there's little holes drilled for a reason. That's so all of it can run out. <laughs> <laughs> I swear that's always the number one question. I'm that sure is you always probably a question. What do you guys do when you for four hours when you got when you got to go? I'm like, right, what do you think they do? Yeah, they just, just got to right. go, bro. You got pee. Like spotters, man. What do we when we got to go? Just go. <laughs> yeah. So y'all got bottles up there pissing in bottles? TJ nah, just go. He leaves every caution. He's gone. Yeah. I don't know where the hell he's at. I, TJ needs the pins. I, I must <laughs> either. I have the smallest bladder known to man, or I just drink too much on race day. Because every if there's a caution, I'm going, man. One time at Texas, I had to go so bad. It ended up being like two green flag pit. It was a 500 mile race. We had like two or three green flag pit stops. I thought I was gonna. I didn't, but I almost pissed myself. So, and let me ask you this: as a, as a as a new fan coming into it, what do you think about how long our races are? Like, you know, I mean, how do you how do you when you're watching a race? I mean, can you stay invested the whole time, or or you know, you take a little break, come back for the end? Where where are you at on that? So I, I I'm being 100 percent honest with you, and and I tell fans this all the time because I know a lot of fans is like, Yo, Bernard, DVR it so you can come back and watch it. So for me, the way that I learn, I gotta watch from start to finish. Now there there there's been a couple of delays um, in, in in the last few uh, races or before this last one or whatever, and that actually helped me out because our family was here from Florida and we were barbecuing and things of that nature, so I was getting the grill ready and put stuff out, but I watched the race from beginning to end simply because I want to learn. I want to learn. And I don't, I'm the type where when I'm invested, man, I'm there and I got to watch it from start because I, you know, that's the way I get to learn the drivers and learn the strategy of it. So I don't know if I'll ever be that dude that, that can leave for a little bit and come back. Cause I, I miss it's all the in-betweens yeah, that I happens? miss. <laughs> exactly. That's good. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that's great, man. Do you, do you wish you they got? were shorter? No, I mean, yes, no, Bernard, I, I, yes. Bernard, say yes, damn it. Yes, you wish they were short. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Dude, y'all, peer pressure, man. We ain't trying to be standing up there for four hours. It's hot. I mean, I think it's so, great. Uh, so, with that, uh, so I guess with that, like, are you guys, um, so we have a union. So, with the NFL, you know, with, 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 sports or whatever or football basketball you got a union do you guys have a union to go out there and fight for that or how does that happen we don't have anything as as individuals um so recently about five years ago they formed something called race team alliance and it's where essentially the the top eight or ten owners got together but i'll be honest with you bernard all i think it's done is is drive down cost for them um uh, drivers don't have a union if they say you're going to run backwards at 220 miles an hour, the driver's going to either get in there or he's going to get fired. Drivers don't have a union. Spotters don't have unions. None of us are, are – we don't have a central effort that protects us. We don't have – like you guys, uh, I, I'm assuming, have a pretty good 401K pension retirement plan. We don't have anything like that. Our sport, Freddie and myself are complete independent contractors. So we own our own companies as spotters. That's all we do for that. TJ is an employee. So we, we work – our model is completely different. I've got buddies that have played NFL, Tommy Maddox, friend of mine, um, buddies that have you know played MLB, and they're blown away when I tell them how ours works versus how theirs works. 
That's crazy. Yeah. So 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 that means there's a little more cutthroat on y'all end, you know, as far as trying to you know do certain things. So yeah. So yeah. So so man, our market value. I mean, Mahomes, what he just signed, like everybody in the NFL, and I'm a quarterback. I'm excited, right? And our deal, it's every man for himself. And right now, right. with the market the way it is. Guys are undercutting guys. You know what I mean? I mean, you may have a guy that's making a million bucks, and maybe that's league minimum for the NFL. Well, all of a sudden, this kid walks in off the street and goes, hey, forget league minimum. I'll do it for half a million bucks. Well, a lot of times they're going to end up with that guy. So, man, it's a uh, completely different world economically than the way major sports work for other, other deals. But is that – but so if he comes in, so if someone agrees to that, so if you're, if you're, if you're worth a million and you're looking like, dude, I know I'm damn good at what I do. And somebody come in at half a million, you're getting what you're paid for. So if that that guy might not be as good as you, but he's gonna get the job. We anyway. have we, look. We have drivers right now that have taken the seats of other drivers that were good drivers because they brought money to the table. We have spotters on the spotter stand that'll do it for half what TJ and I'll do it for. Um, but you are gonna get. I've always said if you pay peanuts, you're gonna get a bunch of monkeys working for you. And, right. and, I, and I truly believe that. I know. I'm worth what I'm asking for when we get to plate tracks, when wrecks happen in front of us, we're navigating through it. I don't know what those other guys are going to tell you to protect your $150,000 race car. How many of them you want to tear up before you realize you made the wrong move? Um, but, but I think it just comes down to – and I, I want to ask you this anyway. Like for us, everybody always says, how do you get into racing? How do you make it as far as you did? Well, it's a never-give-up attitude. It's a never-stop-learning attitude. It's work seven days a week if that's what it takes to get the job done. Like for you, you're working with all these kids – they all want to be professional sports players in the back of their mind. I mean, I grew up in Pageland, South Carolina. I grew to a whole five foot eight inch in high school, and I thought I was going to get a chance to play pro ball for some stupid ass reason. I obviously didn't, but I aspired to, <laughs> and I ended up making it in professional sports, which is NASCAR, not not another league, right? How do you mold these kids' mind into getting them ready for that? Well, I think you know when I talk to the parents, I, for every athlete that comes to me, I I, I ask them, you know what are you looking for? And as you said, a lot of, a lot of players or a lot of kids want to say, I want to make it to college or I want to make it to the big leagues. So for me, it's hard for me. And and, and this is a God's honest truth. Yesterday I, I went, uh, met one of my players. I've been noticing my kid has been regressing because he, he does a lot of one-on-one, uh, um, sessions with me. And so I'm, I've noticed he's regressing, uh, regressing. And I'm looking like, okay, what something's happening. And so his dad asked me to come see him work out. So I said, work out where? So he's working out with this other trainer. So this other trainer, this guy never played. Uh, I think he played high school ball. Not good. It didn't play DB, but he's allowing this kid to work out at DB. And he's out there just doing all of this bull crap. So I look at the dad and I go, look, this is why he's regressing. I go, you have, you've had it with me. I've had to take him. And so for every player that I take, I have to break habits that they've been allowed to get away with for so many amount of years. So when I get them, it's, I have one kid where this kid is firing on all cylinders. He's awesome. But we did the same thing for almost six weeks straight. We got to stay the course. And so that's where you break the habits. And so learning and understanding where their mindset is, I got to be, I, I'm, I'm a truth guy. I want to be honest with you. If you're a D1 dude, if you're a D1 AA dude, if you're NIA or D2 dude, I got to be honest with the parent. And then we got to, we have to get you ready accordingly. And so that's kind of my stamp, uh, my stance with a lot of parents and a lot of players, uh, because the parents sometimes think their kids are better than they are. The kids sometimes think, you know, they're better than they are. And I tell the kid, like, look, beat you. 
you know, I, I, I deal, and I, look, we real, right? So I deal with a lot of white players. I deal with a lot of black players. So my black players come in and they just think they're, they're talented, they're gifted, and they just think, okay, I can just come in here and show up and it's going to happen. And I'm looking like, no, you need to be, I, I got to tame you. I got to get you moving in the right place. Well, some of my white players might not be athletically gifted, but they're smarter and then they, they can go out there and do certain things. Well, now I got to tell them, okay, we got to get your athletic ability up to a certain level. And so I tell my parents all the time, I'm real. I'm going to be 100% honest with you, and we got to get this thing rolling so I can help you achieve the things that you want. What's the name of your facility that you're running there? So it's actually, I'm actually at a, it's, it's a, in Nolensville, uh, so it's right next to Brentwood. So I'm out here, man, doing this in, 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 in Brentwood, Tennessee. And uh, so it's, it's, it's B Pollard or BP training, and uh, I'm having a blast with it. I'm actually thinking about opening a facility. We'll see about that. Uh, but yeah, man, we're getting it rolling. That's awesome, man. Bernard. I got a couple guys that are a little overweight, a um, little older. Uh, my <laughs> beard, <laughs> they, beard. Get, they got beards. <laughs> yeah, they got beards. <laughs> both sitting within six feet of me. <laughs> you can take them in. And <laughs> be real with them too. Okay. Hey, we can get we, we can get it going, man. We we gonna we gonna burn calories and we gonna get you rolling. I know. No, I think no, I could no, be easy, D, Freddy. I think I could be a D one holder. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, man, we're uh, – LBS aside, we genuinely appreciate new fans. And I say that on not on behalf of myself or TJ or Freddie. Our sport genuinely appreciates new fans, and we genuinely appreciate people who come in here with an open mind and, and appreciate the science, the effort, the workload. I mean, my race team has 450 employees, Stuart Haas Racing, that filled four race cars. Uh, and, and people looking at it on TV don't always get that, man. So I appreciate you investing your time to gain more knowledge, to be a true, genuine NASCAR fan. I can't wait to get you to a racetrack. Yeah, I'm super excited for you to get to the racetrack, man, and witness these cars. There's nothing like going to the fence and watching one of these cars go by you, man. When you when you do that, you're going to turn around and you're going to be like, no matter what track it is, Martinsville to Daytona, when you walk up next to that fence and one of these cars go by you, you are going to be like, wow. And then if you ever do get to do a ride along, you're going to ride around that car and you're going to you're going to be like, wow, these guys are these guys are incredible what they really do. Dude, right, man. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. The hair is going to stand up on your neck yeah. and on your arms. And, and, and listen, man, I've been doing this 20 plus say, years. I'm, I'm limited on top, so yeah, it ain't <laughs> I, I, I've been doing this 20 plus years, and there's still a lot of times, man, that national anthem and flyover gives me chills. So I, I can't wait to get you there and experience it in person. Ho yeah. Hopefully, we sneak in there That's this awesome. week. But uh, before we let you go, we got to do some questions here quick for our sponsor. Just some uh, rapid fire stuff uh, for offerpad.com. All right, it's time for Bernard to answer our offerpad.com questions of the week in rapid fire style. First question. When did you buy or build your home? Man, uh, so I bought a home in 2006, a brand new house. Uh, I've never purchased anything really like that ever in my life. So getting my first check, 2006 was the first home I built or first home I bought. Uh, first home I built was 2012. All right. What is your favorite room or spot in your house? I would have to say my billiard room. That's where I watch all my racing. Uh, I watch all my racing, and then I dominate jokers on the pool table. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so, so it'd definitely be the billiard room. You got to tweet your seat next time you watch a race in yeah, there, we, man. We need, we need to see this room. <laughs> yeah, we need to see that room, man. <laughs> all right, if you were to build or buy a new home with a different feature than your current house, what would it be? Mm. Just a bigger NASCAR room, get you, get you some trophies. <laughs> you know what? I'm actually – so I'm converting my office where I'm sitting in right now. I'm converting my office because I get my rig this Friday. 
So Uh-oh. I'm in my office. It's oh, going down. Man. TJ, TJ's yeah. our resident. I'm big, I'm big eye racing guy. So yeah. All right. What room besides your bedroom do you spend the most time in? Probably would be my billiard and then my theater because I play a lot. I'm in a Madden league, uh, so I'm, I'm in there a lot. Uh, we're gonna. Are you Xbox or PS4? I, mean, I feel like you and TJ are. Best uh, yeah, I'm friends. Xbox. Oh yeah. It's how, how was your uh, How was your on. player rating? How, how did you feel? Yeah. Was, was Was you on on stat there, or did they have you screwed up somewhere? Well, they. they so my player rating was cool when I when I was in a game. But they definitely my, my hitting ability was off the charts. But they they somehow they always gave me a seventy nine speed. So I was always pissed off at that. <laughs> yeah, you were a big hitter. You get the hit stick <laughs> down across the middle. I remember asking uh. Nadamakan Sue came to Sonoma one time to race, and he was in her holler because the guy that one of our guys on the team played football with him. And I was like, "Man, what about your speed rating?" And he looked at me. He's like, "He's pretty mad about it." Like he, <laughs> <laughs> people get mad about them ratings, man. Oh yeah. All right, uh, garage or no garage? That's garage. Right. Man, he got like a six car garage. You I'm asking sure. a former I mean, NFL I mean, player I mean, if he got man, a garage? I'm, I'm reading the questions. That's all I can do here. <laughs> Uh, is your kitchen typically clean or messy? Oh, I'm a clean freak. I'm a germaphobe, oh, so I, anytime I cook, I wash as I go. Yeah. Um, I don't like nothing on my counters. Oh, I'm a germaphobe bad. God. Do you Perfect. make your bed in the morning? No. That's bad. No, but who does? I'm still trying to find out who the hell makes their bed every I morning. I make mine. Well, you're an idiot. <laughs> I can't help you. <laughs> All right. When you come home and just need to sit down, where's your go-to spot? Mm, I, I probably would go to the theater. I got a couple chairs in the theater that that well, I got my one chair that I sit in. If anybody in it, you got to go. <laughs> All right. If you were to sell your house, who would you do it with? There's only one right question to this. I won't tell the answer. It's it's offerpad.com. <laughs> what what's your go to car to drive? Oh, I'm, if I was to sell my house, I mean, I'm gonna sell it to the highest uh, bidder. <laughs> That's right. We'll make sure they get you the best offer. Hey, I gotta ask you this before you leave. Hardest you've ever been hit? Because we know all your hard hits. Like, what's the hardest you ever got hit? Anyway, I want to know: was it a fullback? Was it a pulling guard? Like, what? What? what tell me about it. I'm being honest. I've never. I, you know what? I take that back. Uh, Peyton Hillis. Uh, he was. He was in Cleveland. He's a running back out of Arkansas. Yeah. He's a fullback at Arkansas, actually. And uh, he came out. Boy. He was with Denver, and I hit him. And and I literally I knocked him out the game. But he flipped me sideways when I hit him. Wow. And he left for the rest of the game. But, oh, yeah, I, I, I've knocked the piss out of him. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, he, but, but he hit me hard, too. Hello. What, 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 on, on the other side of that, what's your, what's your one go-to? That, like, if you're going to tell somebody a story about lighting somebody up, what is it? And please don't say Tom Brady because Jason's going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, Tom Brady, look, Jay, I'm, Jay, I'm, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> it, it, Tom Brady wasn't even a hard – like, I – yeah, I know, man. I just end up hitting him in the knee. But the heart, so a hit that I would tell a lot of people about, I hit Justin Fargus. He went to SC, played for Oakland Raiders. Um, I hit him so hard. I, he was asleep on contact. Ball flew up in the air. Feet from under him. Oh, I literally ran through him. Didn't break stride. It was awesome. <laughs> You're not allowed to do that nowadays, though, man. They, they, oh, yeah. They, you, they can't do that now. They, they yeah. got no hitters now. Are you, so you're like in the, the, what was it, Atwater? You're like in the Atwater club. Like, you didn't want to cross the middle when you got guys like you back there. Oh, oh I, I hit harder than Atwater, oh. but yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> I love it. Hey, thanks for jumping on with us, man. We know you're a busy guy. It means a lot. 
Hey, appreciate you guys for having me. Yeah, man. Yeah. Hey, let them questions build up. We'll have you back on here in a little while. Yeah, you, yeah. we might have to have a Bernard segment on our show. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it. All right, y'all take it easy. Ask DBC. Send in your questions 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag AskDBC. First question is from Maddox K. What do you think about the lights that will be under the cars for the All-Star Race? Is it a silly gimmick or is this going to be pretty cool? Can't wait. Fast and the Furious Part 15. Why can we not make the lights match our cars? (laughs) I don't... If you don't understand, think- we have a bright yellow car, and we will run what lights color am I running? Blue. You're running blue. Wow, that's going to clash great. There's no other blue on the car. I got a petty blue car, probably. I don't even know and what you're our gonna, sponsor what is. Color I got you? amber. <laughs> it just doesn't. Like, if you're going to do something cool, let, let's turn it loose to the teams. Go look at the sports car racing at Daytona. Um, you know, those guys can put whatever light strips they want on the cars, and, you know, and it helps out. I mean, let's put them on the roof and stuff. Let's do it. Don't I mean? Just you, don't put any lights on. If these you're things. gonna, what the hell are yeah, you doing? Yeah, at least let it match the car, though. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, your car would look good if it had. Go ahead. I was waiting. if it had blue lights. You know, the match. Yeah, the, something to match, like a yes. petty blue light. I, I honestly yeah. have no idea what my car's gonna look like. I'm assuming it's gonna have you some kind of blue on it. You can change them lights. With, just like make it like you can change them, like so you can flash them. With, like if you want to pass somebody, <laughs> you like flash it red or something. Like get the hell out of my way. Remember that video game Spy Hunter? Yeah. Where you used to be able to hit a button and you could do a smoke screen and you hit another button, you could do all sick. Is yeah. that next? I mean, is that what we're going to do next year I for the All Star so, Race? You never pass me. <laughs> I mean, is that, is that what we're coming <laughs> to? About, I was born in 1975, and around 1990, lowriders were a big thing. Mitsubishi lowriders, Toyota Jesus. lowriders. Guess what they had on them? They had lights underneath them. That was 30 years ago. Thirty years ago, that's another edit. Hey, by you've, the way. I yeah. swear, fifteen years ago, all your beats here, man. Fifteen years ago, that movie Fast and Furious come out. If we're gonna do something new, do something different. How about so? Okay, obviously the lights are dumb. There's no reason for them. I who, don't know. who came up with this? They, that's what I'll I tell you. Know. Who ruined this? Kurt Busch or who, somebody at Ganassi ruined all this because they showed up at that burnout competition with them, and somebody in NASCAR said, "Well, Ooh, that looks cool. Idea. Yeah, so let's race them somewhere." Like Chip Wild takes ownership of having the throwback idea to do that at Darlington. Awesome idea. Whenever these people have these ideas, they should raise their hand and say, hey, this is my idea. That way we can say, hey, you're smart or hey, you're not. Hey, you're not. I'll tell you one thing. I don't know about you guys. I have still yet to – we've seen a couple paint schemes come out. I have yet to find a, a number slid back paint scheme that looks even remotely good. I've heard some rumors of some of them coming out that look don't that don't so, look bad, but 30, feel like 32 look terrible, 24 look terrible. The, the number's like, so small. That's the problem. The number's tiny. The number needs to be the biggest thing on the door. The, the, car, the car that Corey posted, it's got the number shrunk down higher on the door, and then there's like 74 sponsors in front of it. There's Every sponsor they've had on the car is on there. Like, if you're going to do this, the Maybe number needs to stay. Maybe we should get our logo on there, man. Yeah. We should sponsor it, let's, too. Who could we get? Do you guys realize pool? you've complained uh, yeah, about every that single well, question? Yeah, I'll sponsor that car, <laughs> then we'll tell them to get there, man. <laughs> but, I mean, if you're going to do this and it's going to look good, the number has to stay the same size. You can slide it back. I'm fine with it being on the door slid back, but it should be – Big number or normal size number and one sponsor logo, not three different things on there. I mean, I'm, I've heard some cars are going to look decent. Thirty-seven, I heard is a rumor is going to look okay, but I still have yet to seen it released. Yeah. I haven't seen any cars released that I think look even remotely good. Couple of them don't need. You guys have literally complained about every question, every single question. Nobody asked you. A couple of them cars need four ways instead of neon lights, <laughs> flashers. I want to complain about All right. the All Star vote in general. 
What? No, we're not yes. going to get into that. Yes. Because yes, you, can, you can do it in the rant. Yeah, you this, can do this it in the rant. rant. I'm, I'm not waiting. I'm, I'm mad about it. Why? Because uh, here's, no, listen no. to me. Listen to me. <laughs> every year, every year during the All-Star vote, is it a surprise who wins the vote to some degree? When, when do they tell you who's leading the vote? Who's winning the last vote? Last week. They tell you after, after the, race. the open. Yeah. Okay. So let me back up. All of a sudden this year, Bubba Wallace is leading the vote. Good for him. Good for Freddie. Bubba Wallace leading the vote. They've announced it a week ahead of time. Bubba's leading no, the vote. No, they announced in the past. So let me ask you this. Why even make him run the race? Why don't you announce the vote winner this week? Why would you put these people have invested all their time to vote for Bubba Wallace or to vote for whoever? Why wouldn't you announce that guy gets into the all-star race on Thursday of this week. Make it its own announcement. Make it a press conference. Have the driver there. Let's have a really fun, positive event Thursday around would be the, the day after vote. the race. But you got you know what I'm saying. Okay, we'll do it tonight, <laughs> Monday night. We typically run this thing on Saturday night, yeah. obviously. But why wouldn't you take and reward these fans who have invested all of their time and go ahead and announce Bubba Wallace, Clint Boyer, Eric Amarola, whoever's going to win this thing, your guy, you did all the work. You put this guy into the all-star race. He's in. Why would we wait and let this guy potentially wreck uh, and potentially that's what I was thinking. do what? anything else, not finish on the lead lap because of a flat tire, and then he doesn't get to go into the All-Star? That's not fair to the fans. If we're going to include the fans, include the fans, reward the driver, don't wait. There's no reason to wait. And if you don't know you're the winner of it, you're assuming you are, what What if you're not? You know, Then yeah. you go out there and – and yeah, now you've released that we're the leader. So now you go into it and thinking, well, you know, don't recall. We've got, we've, we've, race. We've got, they did it. They've done it in the past, or at least they might tell the driver ahead of time, like to be careful before. That's not open. how that works. Casey. Like, no, they they, do they don't race like that. Yeah. I manage the driver. They come to you and they go, you're second oh in fan vote. You're third okay. in fan vote. You, you, we know where we're at, but the public doesn't know where we're at. That's what I'm explaining to you now. They've now made it public. They've made it public. <sighs> I'll let you talk in a second. They've made it public, so why wouldn't you go ahead and say, this guy won, he's in the all-star race. Why would you hold it back? Your turn. Okay, Dale Beach, uh, 55. No, I Anyways, <laughs> next one is from Dale Beach, 55. With the cup cars now going to run on the Daytona road course, how much additional help will you need to spot? Uh. TJ, you are a... Much better talker today. I'll take so. about five mm. extra motor piers. That's about the only additional. Yeah, you don't. Help uh, you don't. You don't need any help there. That uh, you can see the entire road course from. Uh, and I'm. I'm guessing Daytona if, roof. There's an if, if. If you just said it. You can see it from the from all the suite levels and all of uh, you know the roof easily. And Daytona's got a huge roof, so I'm hoping. Yeah, we can, we can spread out because we got all them TV stands. We should be able to. Get I'm hoping there. we can utilize the roof there since it's so big. But you can see the entire road course from there. I just hope we run the, the big horsepower package and we don't run the 550. We need to. I heard an interesting rumor that the low downforce package was like two seconds faster, like over 200 miles an hour into turn one. Do you realize? How do they know who tested? Like Sims and stuff. Oh, um, yeah. Turn one. Um, you know what I was thinking about when they said this is, you know who's going to be a really good right in the beginning? Kyle Busch. He ran the twenty four hour race down there. Yeah, I'm sure there's there's got to be some other people in there, right? That have run that race. But I mean, he's just, he's fresh off of it yeah, though this year. It. So um, Kyle's going to know the track. I mean, they're going to run the sim, but you and know, we're going to run we're going to run practice too. I'm sure. Yeah, he's just. I mean, that's just an advantage now. Him running that race earlier this year is probably going to prove to be a little bit of an advantage. Well, he but... needs it. <laughs> God, where'd he go? Um, Where's he at in points? 
I don't know, probably Nero. <laughs> no, he's not here. You, you, you gotta be. I bet he's not a top or fourth ten. or fifth or something like that. I guarantee he's not a top ten, right? I don't, I don't know. know. I didn't see Parker's tweet, but Jason, do you know? You probably usually do. <laughs> Jason, this I, is gonna be a good. This is gonna be a good mark time. It on your calendar where, where, every week. No, he's eleventh. You're right, Freddie. Outside the top ten. This that's probably the lowest he's been in a long time. And he's probably should have been worse yesterday. I think he caught that last caution right when Brandon yeah. Poole stayed out for an he hour. He got a and shock broke or something. Oh really? Yeah. Well, well he hit the wall. The radio. He, he did hit broke. the wall. Maybe that helped break it. But I mean, you're talking about Kyle Busch starts on the pole at a track he can't pass and was a non-factor all day. Never. I don't yeah. remember him being up there at all. No. Yeah. We caught the caution at the complete wrong time. Every time. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, I decided that. Uh, Brett is excluded from the rant. So, Freddie, TJ, what do you guys have the rants about? I don't really have a rant. I just know, um, I, I, I mean, dang, I want Brad's horseshoe, man. God, what a lucky son of a Harvest, too, yesterday. yesterday. Oh, Brad had the one. Brad's no. sitting on pit road and retains the lead. Yeah, from, like, because his pit stall was tour turn, turn four. I mean, that's just luck. I mean, look, man, we'd all take it if it happened to us. Um Something out. Yeah. Where did he cut that tire at? Charlotte or something like that? And oh, he's coming to pit road, and the caution come out. And then uh, yesterday, man, he went from like tenth to the lead because and, of where the and held it for. Most this is this time. is a deal where they probably. I mean, this this we should race to the end of pit road, no matter what. Everybody should be in the same boat if you're on pit road. Yeah. With the leader when you're coming around, you know, because this happened before where, you know, a guy was running to the start finish line on, from on pit road, beats the leader of the start finish line. A guy pitting between stall one and the start the start finish line uh, doesn't beat the leader. That guy that's behind now passes all of them and goes around. Yeah, that doesn't doesn't it's, seem right. So I mean, and, and NASCAR's probably got to go nuts when this happens in the middle of a cycle because like it's so confusing. It's got to be bad for them too. Like like just the you got to the They rules. nailed it. They nailed it this yeah, they time. They did a good job yesterday. They nailed it. But it's just it's just something that could be tweaked easily, and you know it. it Cautions in the middle of pit cycles are always, chaos. and that's what drove me crazy yesterday about the fifth. So we were we were two down, three down. I'm not even sure at this point. We just we caught their caution wrong the first time. Caught our strapped ourselves an extra lap from behind the guys we were racing. But then you look. So I'm telling Jerry on channel two. I'm like, 15's got a bad tire up. Like we need to push this as long as we can. Jerry's like, yeah, ten four. This is the lap we can go to. It was like I forget what it was, two fifty something. He's like, this is how far we can go. So we're pushing it, and pushing it, and pushing it, and pushing it. Or two twenty something actually, and uh, I'm like, Jerry's like, we got one more lap, and I'm like, it's still rubbing, but yeah, obviously we're running out of lap. Yeah, we, gonna, we come down pit road, he blows the thing down at the front stretch. I'm like, of course, but yeah. like in that position, if you're that guy and you're five, ten, whatever laps down you are, why the hell are you out there driving around with a tire rub like that? Like, I get it, you come off pit road, you got low air pressure, whatever, give it a lap or two. But if it's yeah. Still smoking for three or four tire, laps, we had a tire rub, it rubbed for about two laps, and then it kind of clears itself. Yeah, but he's looking for that first win. <laughs> he's he's hoping to lay enough debris down to get the other thirty five guys on the racetrack to Rick. Yeah. Here's what here's what people aren't talking about with Cole Custer. The restart before the restart where he won the race, he restarted twelfth. He went to the top of one and two. He made it four wide and he made up a lot of ground. Another caution came out. That put him in position to do another amazing restart. Martin made the block the first lap. He missed it the second time. And Cole won the race. I mean, whether or not his car was the best car he's ever driven, like TJ hinted to, I don't know because I've never driven his cars he has. And he's been running 30th, so maybe it was the best car he's ever had. <laughs> uh, but when you look at 
him going, he took that win away from a bunch of veterans. He took that win away from a, a Ryan Blaney, a Kevin Harvick, a Martin Truex. If I'm going to win my first freaking race, you know who I want to beat? Two champions in Ryan Blaney. That's yeah. a hell of a statement. I mean, you could tell coming down the front stretch, those guys – we're only worried about each other and yeah, had no idea that's what he was I, coming. I was like ready the, to say that. The 19 pulls, you know, the 19's got the top. He's on the wall coming off a four, and he pulls down to kind of stall Harvick out, thinking, I'm good. All I got to do is stall him out a little bit, and I got the I got the lane in the one. And the 41 just drove around. The 41 was clear in the one. Like, he just drove around all three of them like they were parked. So, I mean, it's it just, you know, you get to where you get in that position, you're thinking, I just got to beat these other two and kind of block out what's going on around you. Yeah. And and he and he fell asleep there, and that 41 made him pay for it. He but, took him to school. I mean, if Martin doesn't try to slow the four down and the four cuts the racetrack and clears him, it's over for Martin. So Martin's in a hard spot there. You know, do you come up in front of the 41? Because the 41, you don't know if he's actually going to push you. He might cut. He might turn or anything. He had a big run. Yeah. I, so, I, I think you, you put him up against the wall. You, he's got to go to the. He's got to go to the top. He's you not going to go and to the I, TJ. I cannot believe you just said that. You know, and I know you can't let anybody on your right rear in these cars. And no. if you do, you're f- no. But I also know if the guy clears you on the bottom, comes up in front of you. Doesn't matter. You and I both know you can't let a guy on your right rear. Uh, you you're the master of that at plate tracks. You and you just said you gotta give that guy the top because you gotta. No, I didn't say you had to give him. I said it's a tough call to make because you got to chase the guy down and you got to block the top. Well, I'm gonna tell you what you do if you let him get on your right rear. You get passed. Well, every time we got passed in the truck race on the bottom, basically by by a guy that restarted third because he went all he cut the he cut the uh, track in the in the one there, and it was it was proven effective on restarts. You saw it on on uh, whatever the Xfinity races were yeah. too, like uh, what's called way down there. Cindric was the fastest car, but them got like Hamrick uh, got clear, but got it's loose. harder it's harder in Xfinity cars and trucks too because they they're they're cup cars are wide open through one and two, yeah. so the shorter you make, you make that deal, the better you are. Hey, Freddie, you like what DBC picks looks like this week? Yeah, reeling them in, boys, reeling them in. One more week. TJ, if you would just start winning, I would be fine. You suck. (laughs) Everybody I pick, man. And uh, I thought I was going to give this one away yesterday because Blaney was the best. All day, I'm like, oh, I'm good. Blaney's the best car out here. And then the last couple restarts, I'm like, oh, he's going to wreck. Freddie's got this easier. You realize that, right? Why do I have it easier? You started late, and you get a whole pool of drivers. I gave up four drivers. I gave up Kyle Busch, Joey Legato. I didn't know that. Yeah. You should, yeah. I figured you were giving up. No, I gave Double up Kyle, zero. He gave up three drivers. I gave up four. I gave Ross up Ross. Just don't don't count. He don't run. Ross you guys used him because we have to, and he was running again. So I used. I we're gave at him that up. point in the season. We got to use him. So I gave up Blaney. I'm sorry. I gave up Reddick, Kyle Busch, Logano, and uh, Ross Chastain. I gave up Ross because. Brett swung for the fence, and I don't want to use a good guy. What do we do here? Do we pick Bristol and and Texas, or we let Bristol go? Normally, we don't do All-Star. Well, if we do All-Star, it'd be anything goes. Pick whoever you want. All right, we'll skip that. We're going Texas. So, Texas. Who go? Brett, you go first? I do? I think so. Uh, I take Amarola. Who's next? Me? Man, I got to roll with Ryan Blaney. Huh. Suarez has been looking really good lately, Freddie. He's actually doing, he's actually doing not, better. That's not funny. He beat me yesterday. <laughs> I, I didn't even know you ran yesterday. I still, I still hadn't seen you. I didn't even know you could run 27th without wrecking. Uh, Tejas. You guys got some pretty good picks. Let's go Sugar. TJ, there's been 17 races, and you've won two. <laughs> yeah, the, if you want to lose, like, Blaine, I'm sorry already. My guy, I mean, John Hunter was going to get. I'm going to take Christopher Bell. I figured that's what you're going to do. Solid choice. Hey, Ray Evernham, Tony Stewart. What's the other guy's name? George Pine. 
announced today, the short track series thing. Uh, I know we kind of touched on it, but you kind of have the best of both worlds here, right? You've got Tony Stewart, the driver, Tony Stewart, the team owner, Tony Stewart, the track owner. You've got Ray Evernham, former crew chief, former modified driver, smart, former smart guy former owner. Uh, George Pine. I don't know what you guys know about George Pine. I'm just going to tell you what I've heard about George Pine. Uh, Brian Francis, college roommate, obviously uh, got into the sport, was a senior executive with NASCAR, left to go run IMG, one of the largest sports properties, is now with, I think, one of those big capital groups that raises money. This has the recipe to be special because the racetracks that Ray Evernham mentioned were places like Stafford, places like Eldora, places like where we run the Snowball Derby. What's that place called? Five Flags. Five Flags down in Pensacola. Holy cow. This could be what? something fun. Have yeah. we, have, did they let in on like what kind of cars we're talking about here? They said they want the cars to top out at about 150 miles an hour. They obviously want them to be safe. They want yeah. them to be a hybrid. Uh, everything I read about it sounds really positive. And, and this is not the first time Tony's done something like this. Tony is the, I'm assuming, owner or whatever you want to call it, promoter of the all-star circuit of champions there where he branched off of World Outlaws and started his own series. And, and, and this is, you know, I don't think Tony's – I don't think these guys are looking to compete with NASCAR. I, you know what I mean? No, I think this is just something fun. that they want to do for fun and get, get some maybe some of them older guys or get, you know, get a guy like Bubba Power to race against – Carl Edwards. You know to what I mean? This Stuff is, like this that. is the direction that the ARCA and K&N need to trend. Um, you, need to, you should trend that way, man. Make it affordable for these guys to run, the, run these short tracks where people can run and way more affordable, man. This is, this is three NASCAR alumni that are starting something that ultimately could go up against NASCAR. Is there an age limit or a track time limit? Can I, I, can I, I, I run? Mean, they say star, <laughs> so you're out. But, Dang it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Queen uh, um, Queen Huff got my spot. Yeah, Queen Huff's in there. I mean, obviously, another solid effort. Yes. Oh, by the way, did you see? That there's a guy that loves to tweet you about. Yeah, some truck team. driver. He's, guy. A, he's the double zero truck. I don't know driver. why he's mad at me. I hadn't done anything. I'm not the guy that keeps tearing up his race cars. <laughs> he's bad because he's got to load that thing up on. I thought Freddie was week. the one gave him crap all the time. Now I'm going to start giving him crap because this guy is tweeting at me. <laughs> I think Quinn Huff has the most speeding penalties of any guy How do you, this year. That's the fast he goes all day is on pit road. <laughs> like, God this damn. guy, I mean, if you're going to run 87th all day long, how are you going to compound it with a speeding penalty? Twice, I think I heard his name twice yesterday. You know who's just the, king, the king of that used to be Mike Harmon. Mike Harmon <sighs> didn't have a tack in his car or something because his son got a pit road penalty every time he came down pit road. How about Mike Harmon racing getting there? Kyle Weatherman, man. He top, ran, he top tended it, right? Eighth, yeah. Yeah, and then he comes back the next day and, and destroys it on, on lap the first one. Lap, poor guy. <laughs> But yeah, Kyle's a great. I've, I've I've known Kyle a while. I mean, I'm not personally, but I've seen him race a while. Do you think? Do you think Mike Harmon was ever actually comfortable in a race car? Like if he's got a six point harness, probably that day when he in, blew the whole left right side of it off. And he's was strapped, like, like I've not seen a race car where the door would open and let you in. But like this, the fact that this guy could get in there is impressive. We used to have Robin a guy. I'm telling you what, based that. on this, based on what how much I've been eating lately, I'm going to be that fat. <laughs> we, what uh, what what restaurant was that on? He wanted. He's probably not as comfortable in the race cars. He used Applebee's, to, but I mean, <laughs> there was a guy uh, who was it? Charlie Pastor? Not Charlie. Carl Pastriak, right? That had the cutout on the door. He's a big dude. Like modifieds, obviously you've seen him. Uh, asphalt modified. They got they're pretty. Tight windows, so this guy just built like a flap into his door with a door flapped open. He climbed in and flapped it back closed. That's I was assuming Harmon was getting ready to go there, but he, I think he kind of retired. Is he done? I mean, I ain't seen him in a while, and now his cars are running good, so he probably needs to be done. Damn, good for him. I like to see his cars run good. I yeah. mean, I like that that Kyle Weatherman kid. Like I said, he he's he's he ran really well in ARCA, and then really hasn't gotten anything good. Hey, you know that there for a while when y'all were having your little um when you and you and Mike were having your little tickle fight um. <laughs> 
I'd like to see him lay on his back so I tickle him. That'd be funny. Oh, my God. I'd like to see you tickle him laying on his back. I'll be honest with you. I don't know where his tickle spot would be. Um, We were going to have – we awesome. we got really close to having Mike show up here during the podcast, just not telling you. Like, Damn. We, we were talking about doing it, but yeah. we weren't really sure it was going to stay um, – we weren't sure enough that it wouldn't turn into something, so we didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. As always, please help us out by sharing the link to the show on social media and tons of comments, all good ones, on Apple Podcasts. Watch the All-Star Race. It's one of my favorite races yeah. of the year. Even when it was at Charlotte, I would have to say Bristol. Uh, man, probably not a better racetrack on our circuit to go race for a million bucks because at Charlotte, when we take the green and we start racing, uh, the leader gets out there, it can be hard to reel him back in. Here, you can overdrive a corner, catch a guy in his left rear, there's a lot of scenarios that can play out here for a million dollars. And if these guys don't yeah. put on a show for this one, man, find I mean, a new I, job. I'm telling you right now, tune in early because that, o- that All-Star Open yeah, is man. usually a better this show a, than the All-Star Race. This could be a home run right here. This is what – this could be a home run, man. We've got – I mean, we got neon lights. No, I'm just kidding. Not with that. But um, <laughs> Jesus. We got uh, – I mean, Vin Diesel's going to be there. It's gonna we be are – um, we're doing – NASCAR's doing a lot of things here, man. We're changing – the cars are going to look a little different, you know. It's just different, you know, and – and uh choose cone we got right. the choose cone coming out you pick your own poison with this which is great for short tracks this is this is setting the stage for a phenomenal uh, the, the last the last green fight that we take for that last little bit of that race is going to be tense and it's going to be good and who's going to do what to win that race these guys are going to have more opportunity to make something happen this is the this is what we need to do we need to give these guys opportunity to make stuff happen because a lot of times your hands are tied Thank you, Tennessee government, because you are ultimately the reason this happened. The state of North Carolina was not going to let a single fan through the gate to watch the all-star race at Charlotte. Marcus Smith, Bruton Smith, and their group reached out to Tennessee. Tennessee said, we'll let 30,000 people in the gate. The place holds 150,000 people. There's plenty of room to spread out, plenty of room to make it safe. Be happy that the state let us go do our job in front of our fans again. I'm really happy that that, that it happened. Ultimately, North Carolina governor cost this race to leave. I think it's for the better of the sport. It, it, if you're going, be smart about it. You know, follow whatever guidelines they give you, so we can do this again somewhere else. You know, you don't want to you don't want to be the one that costs us or a fan down the road. You know, we're going to Texas this week, and there's already questions about that place. So do the right thing Wednesday. You know, wear your mask, do whatever they tell you, and and, and yeah, hopefully we can sick, do this again. If you're sick, don't risk it, man. Like, just be smart about it. But this is an opportunity for our guys to put on a show and put the ball back in the driver's court right here. And this is a real all-star race. This is a real all-star event. The other all-star events and other sports aren't. They don't want to get injured. Our guys will be full out for this million bucks. I'm I'm excited about it, man. This is a – this is going to be circled. Um, this when I saw the Bristol, this is going to be the last race. I, this was one circled that you want to. This is a must see. Only thing that can make it better is if they announce tomorrow the fan vote. Put them in. Listen to our show, Casey. Think Only thing how, that can make it think better. About, think about how smart you are just by being on our show. Casey. Can you imagine if this race goes good and we uh, we all work together and get rid of this coronavirus deal and what Bristol also race could be like next year? Ooh. Can you imagine the lights and the That'd be crazy. Our Wednesday night ratings have been struggling. I think there's a, there's a lot of factors to that. Um, hopefully no weather delay. Hopefully a good show yeah. and a good showing. Uh, I'm, I'm excited about it. Hopefully, uh, man, it's going to be insane. That's just the reality of it. It's a million dollars on a short track. At a bull ring. Yeah. I mean, it's like having 30 people in this room and saying the last person that can you know, stand here is going to win. Like It's going to be a melee. I don't even think they need to. 
I'm not even sure they need to do much prep to the track at all. Leave it how it don't was. Don't do man. anything. Don't even touch it. Don't touch it. It was perfect when we left there last time. It was. All right. I, guess, right. I guess we're out. We're done. Jason quit. I mean, yeah. Jason's fired. Jason I don't remember the, what stop happened. Stop recording, Jason, button. He's he done. We out. Holla. Word. See ya. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.